Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Damn Move Related Show on the planet Earth, the John Campy Show. Coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, and streaming, and all sorts of good things. Guys, we got a lot to talk about here today. Kevin Feige just confirmed that if they have Daredevil in the MCU, it's going to be played by Charlie Cox. Spider-Man No Way Home is now on track to maybe be the second biggest opening weekend in cinematic history. We'll talk about that a bit. Speaking of Spider-Man, Tom Holland is going to star in a Fred Astaire biopic. That sounds cool. A new Matrix Resurrections trailer has dropped. Whole bunch of stuff here today, and I'm not talking alone. Of course, we got Kimberly Ann Curran with us today. Kimberly, Morning. how you doing? Hey guys, hey guys, I'm doing spiderific. Oh, is that spiderific a today? Spiderific. Yeah. And sitting right beside her is the equally arachnophobic. No, that's that's Aaron <laughs> is arachnophobic, but Ray is here. Ray, how you doing? Happy Monday. And uh, by the way, Ray and I, and Anne, just wanted to point this out. Uh, yesterday, we went over to the Los Angeles uh, Comic Con. Yes, we went did. to the LA Comic Con this year. Uh, I got to meet Leslie Ann Brandt finally. She plays Mazakeen and Lucifer. It's crazy. I've never met her. She is one of my favorite characters and one of my all-time favorite shows. And she's like Aaron Cummings' best friend. And I've never oh, met her uh... until we went. So I finally walked into her picture room. She goes, John and Ann. I'm like, yeah. So we got so to meet. Funny. But I had a chance to meet a couple of other people as well. We had a chance to meet Benedict Wong. Oh, which is really gosh. cool. He was so funny because as we we're waiting to get our picture taken, he came out into the waiting room and started this big chant. He just came out in the waiting room, started going, Wong, 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 <laughs> Wong, Wong. And everybody got into it, which is really funny. Humble brag. Now you might see between us, they had this weird thing in the picture area. They had this oh. single sheet of plexiglass hanging down to separate you from the talent i get hey, you know what and that's totally cool pandemic era we're still in a pandemic want to so. be want to be safe i get it but it's funny because ann and i walked in and he totally walked around it and came to us shook our hands he goes how you guys doing how you guys doing and then he went back over to his side he goes serious or fun we're like i don't know serious so then he gave what this big when he did this big serious boat <laughs> that was great and we also got to meet, I was really excited about this. We got to meet Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, I just love him. Who is, him. of course, Gus Fring in Breaking Bad, and he's uh, Moff Gideon. CEO. He, yeah, he's, he's in uh, The Boys. God, he's, I love him. he's great. And it's so funny because we saw him sign in an autograph, and somebody's like, oh, because all the other people signing autographs had the plexiglass, and they're like, is it cool if we put our arm around you? He goes, yeah, man, I'm, I'm the Vax Life. And you guys oh. are vaxxed too, right? Because you had to show your vaccination proof yeah. to get in. We're like, yeah, he goes, then bring it in. I'm giving away so awkward sweet. hugs. And then he gets up and he starts yelling to the whole auditorium. I'm giving away awkward hugs. Come over and get awkward <laughs> hugs. Sweetheart. Which is just like, he was great. He was really wonderful. So That sounds he, like real, genuine energy yeah. and real love. Like you can tell when someone's phoning it in. And that just sounds like that was a real, genuine guy. That's yeah, no, cool. he he was absolutely great. Um, he had a lot of energy. He complimented Anne on her on her outfit and her mouth, stuff like that. So it's like, ah, that was good. So that was our fun uh, our fun little time at the uh, Los Angeles convention yesterday. It was great. Hey guys, listen, a little bit of housekeeping keeping here. Want to remind you, if you guys can't get your fix, your daily fix of the John Campy Show because you can't be in front of a YouTube video, maybe you're commuting, you're at work, maybe you're at the gym. Good news. 
There's a podcast version, an audio-only podcast version of the show called The John Campion Show Podcast. It is available on all the popular podcasting platforms, whatever podcasting app you use. Just go to it today, search for The John Campion Show Podcast, and subscribe to it so it is there when you need it. And all of us here at The John Campion Show, thank you guys very much for subscribing and being a part of that. Okay, guys. There's a couple of things for us that we need to talk about off the top. So let's get to those right now. And the first thing we're going to talk about is this. Now, obviously, you can't talk about the most popular film franchises of all time. I mean, obviously, there's some names that are going to come up. Obviously, Star Wars. Obviously, Lord of the Rings. Obviously, you're going to talk James Bond. But if you're going to talk about the most popular film franchises of all times, one of the things you have to mention is Harry Potter. You got to talk about Harry Potter. I mean, those are films that some of them got into the billions. Overall, the franchise made billions. One of the most popular book series of all time, all that sorts of good stuff. Now, not too long ago, we found out that HBO, who had tremendous success when they did a reunion special, for friends they did a reunion for, special for friends and it was wonderful i'm not even the biggest friends fan in the world but i watched the friends reunion on hbo and it's like that was really well done like it was really really good so anyway of course hbo shortly ago talked about the fact they're going to be doing a harry potter reunion where they're getting all the original cast back and they're going to be talking about the making of and all that kind of stuff and i'm not a potterhead but i think this sounds pretty cool now, since I'm not a Potterhead, I thought maybe I'm not the best person to talk about the fact that they just put out their first teaser today for that Harry Potter thing. And I watched it, I'm like, this feels pretty damn nostalgic, <laughs> seeing the original actors getting their Hogwarts invitations and stuff like that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm not even a big Hogwarts guy. I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy. I like the movies, but that's it. So I thought for this, it would might be good for us to reach out to somebody who is a big Harry Potter fanatic, somebody who does put on her Hogwarts School Academy attire whenever we go to see a Harry Potter movie. So we've got, she's known as the queen. She is known as A-Cakes. She is known as the Dirty A-Sizzle. I just made that one up, honey. I hope you don't mind. The Dirty A-Sizzle. And Campia is here to talk a little bit about this with, with her wand. How you doing, baby? Hi, everyone. I just came back from <laughs> wiping my face because I was crying over that teaser trailer. Wait, were you crying <laughs> over <laughs> So, okay. So out of the two of us, honey, you are the bigger Harry Potter fan. You, you, are, you are a huge Harry Potter, Potter fan. From the day that we met, we've gone to all those things. What Now, I know you also really liked that Friends reunion thing they did yes, on HBO. it was great. So do you think it's a good idea for them to do this Harry Potter one? And how did you feel watching the teaser uh, of it? I, oof, is it a good idea? Oof, come on. <laughs> it's 20 years since the first movie came out. It, we're, it's time. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's time for this to happen. Um, I think all of the actors are so far removed now from that world and that genre that I think it's the appropriate moment to bring everybody back together. And the trailer, the little teaser itself was exactly what you want in a teaser. It had the music, it had just the the way they shot it. They had everybody receiving their invitations, which was so cute. And the nice thing is you see the actor who plays Hagrid, who is normally in that- Yeah, Coltrane. Yeah, 
and normally in the whole getup and the fact that you know it's it they're showing him first as the actor receiving his invite to go to the reunion rather than him in the full like Hagrid costume that's pretty awesome um you see like Neville's profile and then you see Arthur trying to get onto the platform at nine and three quarters so <laughs> um yeah I mean and I think and I don't know what you guys thought but I think that's Emma what the back of Emma Watson's head is that her at the end of that's it that's what I perceived life? but I I didn't know because I thought it might be another one of the actresses because it didn't seem like they had you know any of the big three see like they didn't have daniel they didn't have rupert so i just assumed that maybe that might have been another maybe actress but it could have been emma emma i almost said emma stone <laughs> it could have been emma watson i suppose so when's it coming out january 1st is that when they yeah. start coming yeah it was like january um, first week year. of january for sure yes great way to start it off so i i don't know like do you think let me ask you this right. I almost said right because you're sitting in a raised Fine. seat. We are siblings. Yes. What do you do? You think, honey, that there's any chance? And I won't call Ray honey. Do you think there's any chance that this could be a precursor to them maybe getting the original cast back together for another movie, or do you think this is just a special HBO thing and that's it? I don't know. There's been rumors all the time, right? Like when Cursed Child came out, and now they have that Broadway play and. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, not 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 to say that maybe that it's time for them to want to reunite because it's been so long and they've gone off and done other projects. So I wouldn't put it out of the question. I just think it's a uh, we're in an interesting space where J.K. Rowling is not involved in in this entire thing and and for other reasons, obviously. But she was like she is the quote unquote crux of harry potter so i'm not really sure how you do that without her um, well i mean you se. can't you can't do without her i mean yeah. she has to approve i mean she has to approve even this special happening like yeah. she has to give her like nothing like even at harry potter world that we haven't been to in a while since the pandemic but you and i used to go all the time but like every brick every detail every cart had to be approved by her so it's going to be interesting to see. But anyway, so I assume, honey, that we have plans for January 1st <laughs> that we're, we're going to we, do. We might have plans earlier because now I'm I'm itching to go back to Harry Potter world right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So we have, by the way, guys, that Slytherin jacket and that wand, she didn't just run out and get those because no, no these are all things that are like always within arm's reach of where she is and whatever I she's doing. I start all my Zoom calls with this. <laughs> I'll be ready to meet. She, she goes on to her Apple meetings. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Whatever. What was expatriate? What? What? What's one of the Spelliarmus? Spelliarmus. See, you even knew it. You even knew it off the top of your head. All right, baby. Thanks a lot for coming in Thank to talk you. a little bit about Harry Potter. Ladies and gentlemen, a cakes and Campia. Thanks for being here. Go grab your brother who's probably eating all my food out of my fridge right now and send him back in here. So, and Campia, ladies and gentlemen, and Campia. All I right. feel like the room has this extra bit of magic now that she stopped when it. Anne I feel like we've got like some magic. sparkle, this sparkle well, in the room. It's gone, folks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now the other way, who I promise I will not, I will not call sweetheart or baby. Uh, so I got to remember that he's back in his seat now. <laughs> the anyway. next bet you lose. Next one. Anyway, you have to call him baby. <laughs> Day. No, that's not a bet any that, that is, any <laughs> anyone should make. That's no bet. That There's is one not man a bet to that's another. That's not a bet we're making. <laughs> All right, guys, and I got to call him baby while he's wearing that tutu. Oh, there we go. okay. <laughs>
No, I lost. Okay, mute, mute, mute your mic. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, question is for you. What did you think about this little teaser for the upcoming Harry Potter reunion special on HBO? Again, as a, not a major Potterhead myself, I think it looks really, really cool. What did you guys think about it? Jump on down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, with that down, let's do another off the top here, shall we? And that is this. You know, one of the movies that everybody's looking forward to that I am not is Matrix 4, The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, I, I've already gone ad nauseum about why I'm not excited for it. Big decline in the quality of the Matrix movie after the brilliance of the first one. I don't think the Wachowski, the Wachowski's made a couple of the worst films in cinematic history, in my opinion, since that time. And the fact that there's only one Wachowski coming back to even do this one. So I'm not excited for it. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to go see it. But I'm, I'd be lying to you if I told you I was excited for it. However, the trailers, well, the first trailer was incredible. I, I mean, so good. So good. You got to give it its due. That trailer looked fantastic. Well, today, a brand new trailer for Matrix Resurrections with war was talked about and came out today. And my first thought was, well, now is where we see how bad this movie is going to be because that first trailer looked great, but it's, it's not difficult. I mean, lots of terrible movies have great trailers. Now we'll see it. Damn it. Yeah, man. This trailer's pretty damn good, too. I wouldn't say that this was as good as the first trailer, because that first trailer was just mind-blowingly good with that yeah. song, One Pill Makes You Larger. Like, that <laughs> that trailer was something damn special. But I got to tell you, there was no sophomore letdown here. No. This second trailer, or this next trailer, whatever you want to call it, this is also really good. Seeing him back in his shaved head, real world look, we get a better understanding about kind of the the story and the narrative of this one is going to be a lot about the the point is is Trinity. Trinity it all centers around her. It seems yeah, like. this seems to revolve around her and why he's mm -hmm. back and all that kind of stuff. We get like we understand now who the new Agent Smith is and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Look I, again, I'm not going to lie. I am not excited for this movie. Still, after seeing the second trailer you're still you, not excited we've after all seeing seen the second trailer lots of terrible terrible movies with awesome trailers <sighs> i point true? you to just about all the transformers movies and their trailers <laughs> the, the, i thought the the rise of skywalker trailers were awesome and we know how that turned out so look, no, no. switch i am still basing my enthusiasm based on all the facts you know the facts of the fact that the Matrix trilogy took a steep decline after the first one. The fact that I think they've made some awful movies since The Matrix. The fact that the only one Wachowski's coming back. I don't see any good reason to be excited. But, I mean, these are some damn sweet trailers. <laughs> like, I mean, if you were just going in cold and these trailers just dropped on my lap and I knew nothing about the decline of the Matrix movies, I knew nothing about the Wachowski films after the Matrix and all that kind of stuff, and you just dropped these trailers on my lap, Oh my God, I would be pumped. And I, I got to say, these look pretty good. Anyway, Kim, you had a chance to check them out. What did you think about it? So excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. My favorite part, I still know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. And I, I heard Jada's voice, but then when they showed her, you didn't know it was her because it looks like her character's like 100 years old. And so I really don't know where this 
where the story's going. It kind of feels certain parts. It feels like it's a, a rebirth. Certain parts it feels like you know they don't know each other. There's it's like deja vu. And then certain parts after seeing Jada, I'm like, where is this story going? I'm not like confused. I'm intrigued. I feel like it's it's like the first one. I feel like they're returning to the magic of the first one instead of that god awful CGI mess of the third one. <laughs> and I'm just that was. I just let I I need to get a, a t-shirt. I still know that says I know I kung still, fu. I still know I know kung, kung fu. fu on the front and on the back. I still know. Oh, kung that's fu. a great idea for a shirt. That would look awesome. I like that a lot. <laughs> merch, merch, merch. Yeah, marketing team. That's gonna be really cool. Marketing team. Ray, <laughs> you had a chance to uh, step out and watch the trailer yep. for Matrix Resurrections. What, what do you are you excited for this? You, well, what, what you know you what? Think? I've never been the biggest Matrix fan, only because. I kind of don't understand them <laughs> to this day, but I do love what they did with the first Matrix. I meant the stuff they did what blew my mind, you know, when I I watched it. Right, and it looks like this one is gonna blow my mind too, because like the blaster play that they had in there that looked great. Yeah, um, and just the action. And it looks very cinematic, like some of the shots in there. That's actually beautiful. That's a great. You're right. It it it's it shot. Looks I mean, that sounds weird to say about a movie. Of course, it's it's a movie, but no, it felt extremely cinematic. It felt like the cinematographer. I'd be very curious to look up who the cinematographer on this is, but the cinematography of it, from what we've seen, looks gorgeous. It looks really good. So look, I don't know how good or bad this Matrix movie is going to be. I I just don't know, but I'll. But I know that the trailers look really damn good. Anyway, question is for you guys. Have you had a chance to see the new Matrix Resurrections trailer? Where's your enthusiasm for the movie right now? What have you thought about the trailers? What did you think about this one specifically? I think it's great. Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's do one more off the top, shall we? And that is this. I don't know if you guys have heard that like there's been a lot of news out and stuff like that. So this is a movie that may have been buried under the radar for a lot of people, but there's a new Spider-Man movie coming. I don't know. I don't know if people knew that there's a new <laughs> Spider-Man movie coming apparently next month or no, apparently just a couple weeks, like in you know, 10 days, 11 days from now, no, 10 days from now, 10 days from now, there's a new Spider-Man movie coming. You so, don't and, say. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, right? So crazy. One of the questions that's been going on around about it is how is it going to do? Because we live in a very awkward moment right now with the pandemic kind of in recovery mode, but new variants popping up. The, the report from Variety saying like 49% of regular moviegoers have still not yet gone back to the theaters. And one of their primary concerns is safety and all that kind of stuff. So, and then we see like a uh, uh, fast nine came out, did not make a billion dollars. We had Black Widow come out, did not make a billion dollars. Uh, Venom 2 right now is the opening weekend box office pandemic era record with $90 million opening weekend, which is very impressive. So the question has been, what is this new Spider-Man movie going to do? Then we had Ticket Watch. Ticket Watch. 2021. <laughs> and we saw all the tickets sell out. I mean, not all of them. There's a lot of people still reporting Enough they can to get crash. opening day stuff. But yeah. the website's all crashed, made a lot. They were guessing anywhere between 150 and 185 million, which is great. Box Office Pro has adjusted their projections for this movie now. Box Office Pro is now saying we are no longer projecting 150 to 185, which is where I was guessing it would be, which yeah. is where most of the people in the industry were guessing it was going to be. But they've now adjust adjusted that 
saying this movie could be one of the biggest opening weekends in cinematic history, pandemic era or otherwise. Now, this comes to us from the folks over at Screen Rant. They wrote the following. According to Box Office Pro, Spider-Man No Way Home is estimated to earn between, now get this, 190 to 250 million dollars domestically in its opening weekend even the low end of those projections 190 million opening would be the highest opening weekend ever for a spider-man movie easily topping spider-man 3's 151.1 million from 2007 as a comparison spider-man homecoming opened to 117 million and spider-man far from home opened with 92.5 million in its opening weekend That came to us from the folks who are at Screen Rant and Box Office Pro. So even if, even if it comes in at the bottom of Box Office Pro's numbers, we are talking about the biggest Spider-Man movie opening ever. And we are talking in its low end, a top 10 biggest opening box office weekend in history in a pandemic era. Can you imagine what this would be if, number one, they had Andrew and and uh, Toby in the trailers and if this wasn't a pandemic era? <laughs> yeah. Let's imagine. get back on topic here for a second. Just imagine. Before we fall into another bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, new bet, Ray. Keep new bet. On, guys. Okay, so <laughs> we're talking at the low end, 190 of being a top 10 biggest opening in history. But what about near its top end? They're guessing right now a top end of around 250. That means if it came in at 250, it would be the third largest opening weekend in cinematic history ahead of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, which made 247.9 million. So 248. If it was able to hit the top end of that range at 250, it would become the number three all-time opening box office. And within a stone's throw of the second all-time, which right now is Avengers Infinity War, at 257 million. Now, there's no way in hell it's going to catch Endgame. <laughs> that, like, Endgame, which is 100 million over the top end of the projections. So there's no way it's catching Endgame. Fine. But look at this. We are talking about it being within reach, maybe, at the top end of its spectrum of being the second biggest opening weekend in history. This tells me a couple of things. One of the things, going back to that Variety article that, you know, so far 49% of average moviegoers have not yet come back to the theater, that tells me there's a lot of them planning on making Spider-Man No Way Home their first movie back. I'm telling you, yep. There's a lot of people out there yep. that have been like, you know, we're not ready to go back to theaters yet, not ready to go back to theaters yet. Spider-Man No Way Home? Doc Ock? All right, we'll go for that. And a lot of them seem to be coming back for that. Again, it just tells us how starved the movie audience has been for that first true, big, huge, mega tentpole blockbuster. Again, all due respect to Shang-Chi, all due respect to Fast 9, all due respect to Black Widow. But this is the first big event blockbuster we've really had in this era. Again, and all due respect to James Bond. This is this is a key figure in the, in the MCU. This is Spider-Man. This is the one people have really been excited about, especially with all the stuff going on around it. This looks ridiculous. And this blows away the number one. Keep in mind, they're talking about maybe 190 to 200, 250 million. 
the current record of the pandemic era is 90. We are literally talk, talking close to, close to triple what the existing record is in the pandemic. Easily double. Even if Spider-Man No Way Home hits the low end at 190, we're talking about more than double of the, the existing record, which is crazy. And we don't even know if this movie's any good. Like, that's the part that's killing me right now. We look at these numbers, but right now we don't even know if this movie's any good. So if it's great, I mean, it could make the box office explode. If it's not, we'll see it peter out and temper out. But this is uh, this is pretty interesting stuff. Kim, let me ask you. Are you surprised to see these kinds of numbers at box office pros? Because box office pros, old estimates, I thought were closer to what reality was, 150 to 185, which is insanely good. But now they're saying significantly higher. Do you actually think it gets into that 190 to 250 million dollar range? What do you think? Closer to 250. Really? 100%. So not only 100%. do you think it gets in the range, you get think it's closer to 250. It's absolutely going to knock uh, Force Awakens off of the third spot. Well, that um, it's, Force it's Awakens is 247 million. So you're saying it has to hit I, 250. I'm I to know knock it's it going to hit 250. That's, oh really? That's Not just what I'm close saying. to it. You think it's no, going to no, hit No, 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 it's going to knock them off of the so third spot. So you think spot. it's going absolutely. beyond box office I totally range. do. I really? totally do. You know why? Why? Because more people are vaccinated one. Yeah, this is true. crazy. I mean, my mind was just going to what if we didn't have a pandemic? It's insane. Holy crap, number 1. Um but number 2, the fans who I have to commend everyone is people have been so responsible. It's been great to see how people have been taking their health and other people's health into consideration. But now that we're vaccinated and stuff, or a lot of people are, people are so excited. The fan community is more than excited and not just the fans. I'm hearing a lot of people going, my mom doesn't usually go day one with me, but I'm going to make her like we heard last week, everyone that was writing in saying I got my tickets. They got two tickets. They yeah, got tickets yeah. Every, for opening day. Tickets, the yeah. next day, a lot of people that wrote in last week were had third tickets. They're like, I have to see it at least once in IMAX and then I'll do standard. Da, da, da. I think it's going to be 250 or above because people are so excited, not just for the film, not just for the surprises, but for the experience. I think it's going to blow us away. It's been a hopeful year, and this is just going to cap it off. I think the numbers are going to blow us away. I'm going to go a little bit different. I don't think it gets near 250. Oh, I, I think, disagree. I, I just think with, now granted, I think a lot of people are going to make Spider-Man No Way Home their first movie back. Yeah. But with 49% of the average moviegoers still not coming back to the theaters, I don't think half of those people are going to make Spider-Man movie their, their first movie back. So that you're still talking about a compromised number of active moviegoers right now. I, and so I don't think it's going to get there. I do think it can get to the low end of that thing. I do think it can hit mm -hmm. 290. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't think that before. I, I didn't think that before. But that was before all the websites crashed. Yeah. Right, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can't, I do think it can get to that 190. I don't think it's going to get within arm's reach of 250. Now, mm. I would love it if it did. I'll be stoked if it does. But there's just, the fact of the matter is there's just too many people not going back to the movies yet that are still, I, I, we just read it last week, that are still nervous about the safety of going into an enclosed room with a bunch mm -hmm. of people and strangers. Now, you live in some cities like Los Angeles, you know that everybody in there has to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But then there are some cities like where we live where you don't know if the people in the theaters are vaccinated or not. And that's going to affect 
I'm not saying that should or shouldn't affect a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but that will go into the decision-making process of a lot of moviegoers. And so does that leave enough people to actually go? I don't know. But what is clear is that this movie is making, one, a lot of money. Two, a lot more money opening weekend than I originally thought because my original projection was 150. And it looks like that original projection line is going to get blown out of the water. And then again, that was most of the industry's projection, but still, it looks like that's going to be getting blown out of the water. And we, we theoretically, again, theoretically, I don't think it'll do it, but there is a chance, according to Box Office Pro, that this could top Avengers Infinity War. That it could top Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. That it could top the original Avengers. And it's not going to get anywhere close to Endgame, but still, I mean, this is ridiculous numbers. And again, all that it leaves me is to ponder and think about what could have been possible if you put Toby and Andrew in the trailers. And by the way, I still think there's a third trailer coming probably seven days. You're out. still yeah. holding on. The turd. Still, you're still holding it's on. It's the turd trailer. The turd trailer. The turd. The what? turd trailer, man. What? The turd trailer. Is it the turd. <laughs> the turd trailer is coming. I think it'll come with one week to go. I mean, I don't I don't know this. Nobody at Sony has told me that there is. I'm, I'm just saying, I still believe there's going to be a third and final trailer. I think there's a reason trailer number two wasn't called the final trailer and it was just called trailer number two. But... Uh, so maybe there's still a chance, but I, I'm just, I, my mind reels at what these numbers could have been if they had Toby and Andrew in the trailer and if there wasn't a pandemic right now. Like, I, I, I can't, could end games? Ray, let me ask you that. Let, let's say that they, Toby and Andrew were in the trailer and there was no pandemic right now. Do you think it's possible that this movie could have challenged Avengers Endgame opening weekend box office record? Could that have happened? If there's no pandemic right now, like it was regular, everything yeah, was like normal. It was like back to 2019 uh, days. I don't think so. It might come. And, I mean, that's a, 357 million is a huge number. Yeah, I don't think so. You know just, what? Go ahead. Just because of like Endgame, there was so much. There was so much like, if you followed all the Marvel movies from be- before that, it was like a big buildup to it. I mean, everyone who was watching had to watch that movie to like have an ending to it or like a finale to whatever they were watched all the marvel movies they were watching i mean and spider-man is just i think really it's just getting off its uh you know its heels right now like i think we're actually going to go into a uh you know like a like the rumors of another trilogy coming and stuff like that i think it's just like just getting off of its uh heels in a all right, let me ask you guys. We're going to make, for those of you who are watching live, I've just put up a poll, and I want to ask you guys, if there was no pandemic, okay? If there was no pandemic, let me see if I can get this uh, to actually post. I'm having trouble getting it to post. Why can't I get it to post? One second. Uh, <laughs> I can't get the post. I can't get it to go up. Hold on a second. Let me see. Let me try this again. Because I want to ask you guys, I want to ask you guys, do you think, oh, okay, um, it's it's not letting me put up the poll. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. Boo, internet. Yeah, it's not letting me do it, unfortunately. Having a little bit of a problem there, so I can't get the poll. But, but guys in the live chat, do you think if Toby and Andrew had been in the trailer and if there was no pandemic, do you think it could have possibly caught, um, caught Endgame? 
at 357 million. I don't even know that. I don't think this thing's even gonna get 250 million. Whatever you guys are thinking about this, jump on down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Because that's a big one. That's that's a real big one. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's video, and that is the folks over at Raycon. There it is, into focus there, Raycon. Want to talk about these things for a second. Raycon are these terrific earbuds. I get on my treadmill in my guest bedroom. That's where I have my treadmill, don't mock me. In my guest bedroom every morning, pop these things in. They're great. They're comfortable. They sound great. They have eight hours of straight playtime batterized, 32 hours of battery life in them. And here's one of the coolest things about them. I've had the other big name ones before. I have owned them. I have had them. And these things cost half the price. Roughly half the price of those things. They're great. And I want to thank Raycon for being a part of this. Now, here's the really exceptional news right now, okay? Here's the thing. If you guys right now, you know that the holiday season is upon us as we speak, coming up faster than you think. So now's the time to knock maybe one or two of the gift list things on your list. You got to get out of there and pick up a pair of Raycons. Now, for my viewers and listeners right now, you will get 15% off any of the Raycon products right now, if you go to buyraycon.com slash campia, that's buyraycon.com slash campia, you'll see a link in the top of the description uh, below of this video. Go down there and click on that link and you will get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Once again, that's at buyraycon.com. And once again, we thank Raycon for sponsoring this video. All right, let's get back to it. Now, guys, we're going to move into our main topics here today. And how do we select our main topics in the John Campia show? Well, it's really rather simple. You see, you guys come up with our main topics. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit. And then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia Show. With that down, let's get into main topic number one. Kim, what is our first main topic today? All right, guys, this is coming from Ashton M. Hey, John, Kim, and Ray. First, thank you, because you're the ones who turned me on to the boys when it nice. came out. <laughs> Second, wondering if you saw that in Brazil, they announced that an eight-episode animated series was coming to Amazon in 2022, as well as the other live-action spinoff they have coming. What do you make of this? Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in. And yeah, listen, one of my favorite shows on TV the last number of years, you guys know, has been The Boys. This is one of those adaptations that are better than the source material. Like you guys heard me and Rob talk about this, that I actually think The Boys the show is better than the boys graphic novel stuff. I, I mean, I think it exceeds it. I think it's just that good. I have so much fun with it because it doesn't just fall into the, oh, let's just say a lot of swear words and uh, you know, how sex they do that, but they do it with incredible depth of story and great mythology and history and characters. And they just do a great job. They kind of wrap a Shakespearean level kind of experience inside of this ridiculous bonkers kind of world of these hedonistic superheroes that are also big giant jerks all at the same time. 
And I love it. Now, we've already known that there is a spinoff coming that's going to be set at the university for superheroes in that world of the boys. That is apparently going to be even dirtier than the boys. And I'm very excited about that one, too. But now, apparently, there's an anthology animated series coming. This comes just from the folks over at Deadline who write, At the Brazil Comic Con, uh, Prime Video announced that the boys, Diabolical, a new eight-episode animated anthology series set in the universe of the boys. The new series, set to premiere in 2022, will reveal untold stories in the world of the boys. The stories in it come from certain Hollywood big names, including Aquafina, uh, Garth Ennis, Elliot Glazer, and Ilana Glazer, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, Simon Rakapoa, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, Justin Roiland, and Ben Bay Baelth? I hope I'm pronouncing that right too. Andy Samberg and Aisha Taylor or Tyler, who does, you know, is one of the voices in one of my favorite animated shows, Archer. Uh, she's in there too. So these people are going to be doing, it's eight episodes. Each episode will be its own standalone story. And within the world of the boys, which I think is terrific. I think this is an absolutely terrific idea because within this world, there are so many different other characters and, you know, legends and things like that that you can touch on that go around the, you know, the orbit of the main story of the boys that you can tell in here. I think doing it as an anthology is a great idea and trying to set up one more story. You get eight short stories put in there. I think that's great. I saw the little teaser they put up. Not going to lie to you. I didn't think, I don't think the animation style looks great, to be honest with you. It looks kind of very cheap to me. But let's face it, I'm not going to be watching this thing for the animation style. I'm going to be watching this thing for these crazy stories they have to tell in there. And I think this eight episode anthology is a great idea. So yeah, mark me down as being down for this. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? The idea that the boys is going to be doing their own their own anthology series coming in 2022 animated. I think it sounds great. Whatever you guys think about this, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, with that down, let's move into main topic number two. Kim, what is our second main topic today? All right. Daniel Head says, hey, John and friends, I've been watching you, John, since the For Your Consideration days. That's going back. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Tom Holland has been cast as Fred Astaire in a biopic, which is perfect casting to me since he has a huge dance background with starring in Billy Elliot on the West End stage. P.S. John Schnepp lives forever mm -hmm. and my love from where i'm from uk birmingham oh thank you a lot for, thanks a lot for saying that in man and yeah of course look obviously spider-man has been a big topic of conversation lately and our current spider-man is tom holland tom holland is a terrific performer he's not just great as spider-man he's just a really great overall performer now he's appeared in a couple of really not so good movies lately um but even in the movies, this is how you can tell an actor's really got the gift. When they're in a bad movie, and yet you can still tell that's a pretty darn good actor. Mm -hmm. And whether you're looking at movies like Cherry, which I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think was very good. You look at that one he did with Daisy Ridley about, you know, the world where everybody can see. I can't I can't even remember the name of the damn Chaos thing. Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. Thank you, Ray. Yep. Always counter Ray to know what yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Walking. Um, not a very good movie at all. 
But again, you could you could tell this dude knows how to act. And listen, he's one of the reasons why I'm actually quite excited. I know a lot of people are being unfairly pessimistic. Uh, Uncharted doesn't have whatever. I think he's going to be really good in Uncharted. I'll tell you straight up. I think he's going to be really good in Uncharted. So I think he's a good performer. And it's challenging to do roles as well in biopics. And now we found out he's taken on a pretty interesting role. He's going to be playing Fred Astaire in an upcoming biopic. This comes to us from the folks over at Variety who write the following. I love seeing Ned in the background there, Jacob Bartolone in the background. <laughs> Spider-Man star Tom Holland is swapping his web shooters for dancing shoes. The 25-year-old officially confirmed on Sunday that he'll portray legendary actor, dancer, and singer Fred Astaire in an upcoming biopic for Sony. In a recent profile for GQ, Oscar-nominated producer Amy Pascal teased that she wanted Holland for the part of Astaire in the forthcoming movie, and then Tom Holland himself confirmed that he is indeed going to be in this. Now, this is obviously challenging for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is not the easiest thing to just walk in and play a real-life character in a biopic. Like, there's a reason why Jamie Foxx, they gave him an Academy Award for doing such a great job in Charles, oh gosh, right? right? There's there's a reason why, I think Joaquin Phoenix, I believe Joaquin Phoenix got nominated for Best Actor Walk in the Walk the Line. Yeah. I believe he got nominated for that. Rami Malek oh, won the Academy Award, so good. right, for doing Mercury. It's, it's a tough thing to do, so when you do it well, it really makes you stand out. So that's number one. The other challenging thing is, it's Fred Astaire. You talk about, it, look, it, you don't even have to be very old to know. You can be a teenager and know. What's the name that comes to mind when you think Hollywood dancing? Fred Astaire. That's even if you've never seen a single Fred Astaire thing, you know the name Fred Astaire. So having him do something like this, I think is very, very interesting to me. But I don't know if you guys knew this. Not everybody does. Tom Holland is a hell of a dancer. You go all the way back to his childhood and some of his earlier ro uh, roles. You know, Kim, you and I were talking about that before the show. But still not everybody has seen this. If you want to know how good of a dancer that Tom Holland is, there was a lip sync battle. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you, did you guys see this? Under my umbrella. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was a lip sync battle. You guys can go and look it up on YouTube. There was a lip sync battle between Tom Holland and Zendaya. And it was all, there was choreography with it too. And for whatever reason, Tom Holland chose <laughs> the Rihanna song, Umbrella. Under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, right? He decided to do that one. It's like, okay. And he looked fabulous. <laughs> he was so good. He was so good in that. I just couldn't believe it. Like, I, because I, I didn't, I mean, I knew, I remember about him as a kid, but I didn't know he could still pull off moves like right? that. He looked absolutely fantastic. So the moment I hear that Tom Holland's going to play Fred Astaire, I'm like, Oh, wait, that's bloody brilliant. That totally fits. And I'll tell you what else is really good about this. The other thing that's really, really cool about this is the fact that Tom Holland is picking roles. Like, whether I didn't like Chaos Walking all that much, I didn't like Cherry all that much and whatever, fact of the matter is, 
Tom Holland is making some really great specific strategic role choices to make sure he does not get pigeonholed as just, he can only do superhero movies. Oh, he's doing Uncharted. He can only do action kind of roles. He's doing a lot of diverse, different kinds of roles and him playing Fred Astaire, this might be the movie that would make people take him very seriously, not just as Spider-Man, but as an actor in general. So I think this is a really good choice. Kim, you heard about this. What do you think about him playing this role? How are you feeling about it? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And he can't just like, oh, he's a good dancer. He can get it. There is this video of him and Zendaya and they're um, they're like at somebody's house and they're doing this like hip hop dancing or whatever. And I was like, oh, 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 he's like good, good. He's And he used to like, uh, I think he used to break dance on the street. Like he was one of those kids that had like the cardboard and just like on the street break dancing. And so I'm excited. The only thing I'm a little hesitant about, um, and I don't think it'll affect his performance, but I find it interesting that Fred Astaire didn't want his story told in a biopic, which really? is kind of interesting to me um, that they're doing it anyway. Uh, yeah, he's actually been quoted as saying, I do not want someone to misinterpret my life and I would just rather not have a biopic done about me. I think that's a bit interesting because you really want to honor that person and not just honor their legacy and their essence, but but also their wishes. I mean, it makes me think about respect and how Aretha Franklin chose Jennifer Hudson. You know, not only do I want you, you know, a studio to do it, but I want you to do it. And I just think it's a little, the energy's a little weird. So hopefully um, they can overcome that. I think he's going to be fantastic. He looks like him when you look at that side by side. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, you're not going to have to do <laughs> a whole lot there, you know, and it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something maybe a little controversial. I don't think you should have a say about whether or not there's a biopic done about you. Really? Look, you are part of the Hollywood story. Look, when you are somebody like Fred Astaire okay. or any of these celebrities, where you got given the wealth and the fame and all that kind of stuff because you are a part of the Hollywood story, the Hollywood story needs to be told. And I, I personally don't think, look, you don't get to pick and choose. I want the money and the fame and the success and the glory that comes with it, but I don't want then my story to be able to be told. I... But it's who's telling your story and what part of your story. But I, mean, I don't think you should get to choose that either. Really? Yeah, because if you get to just straight up choose who tells your story, then that can, then you're, uh, you're running the risk of having a not so accurate story told. You're going to tell the best parts of the story. You're going to tell the story that makes you look good. You're going to do, and, and no, I don't think that. I don't yeah. think people should get to have, now, it's different about when you get, like Aretha Franklin getting to handpick who gets to play her. Mm -hmm. That's different. But I, I don't know, I feel a little bit weird like when biopics are being done that like say when it's the people who most directly get to benefit from how they're portrayed in a movie, get to pick who's writing on whatever. I don't know, that feels a little bit weird to me. But I kind of feel like, look, I respect that Fred Astaire didn't really want a biopic done, mm -hmm. but you should have thought of that before embracing the Hollywood life and embracing the success and enjoying all the stuff that came along with it mm. because you're, you're, you're part of the Hollywood story. Now you're an iconic part of the Hollywood story. Yeah, very iconic. And I, I kind of feel like that needs, that is a part of the story that needs to be done and needs to be told. So I don't know. That's just kind of my take on it. I think there's a lot of different ways of looking at it. At any rate, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this, about Tom Holland playing Fred Astaire? I think this is great 
because I think he's going to do fantastic in the role, but I also think it's fantastic for Tom Holland and his career to keep doing roles like this. I He keeps showing he's being very, very smart with his career. Anyway, guys, how do you feel about it? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, with that down, let's move into main topic number three. Kim, what is our third main topic today? All right, guys, this comes to us from Irrelevant and Beyond. Well, 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 what a time it is to be a Spider-Man fan, John. A first look at the long-awaited sequel to the beloved Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse dropped over the weekend. It's titled Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and it's a part one. Wow. The first film might be in my top 10 of all-time films, and I love the character of Miles Morales. What do you think of this first look? Thanks. Um, you guys know how crazy I am for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All right. I spent a year before this movie came out talking about how much of a mistake this movie is. This is a mistake. Nobody cares. Nobody wants an animated Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Nobody wants Miles Morales. <laughs> And, oh, look, the first footage came out. That animation style looks stupid. Wah, 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 wah. That was me <laughs> for, like, a full year. <laughs> like, this is going to be bad. This is a waste of time. I don't like the animation style. Wine, 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 cry, cry, cry. <laughs> that was me for a full year on this movie. And, and then, like, the second or third trailer came out, and I was like, all right, you know, that looks so... This looks like it could be interesting. You know what it was? It was that one trailer that showed the clip of Miles getting out of the, his dad's police car and his dad saying, I love you, Miles. And the kid just walks away and he's like, siren. You got to say, I love you too. Like in front of all I love to that. I love you too. Like, that, that was the scene in that trailer that made me go, They're on all the right, sentence. this might be all right. I was not ready. I was not ready for how much. I would love this film without exaggeration guys in 2018 Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse came out and there are only, this is the same year that infinity war came out and the same year that black Panther came out. And there are only two movies that I liked more than into the Spider-Verse that year. And it wasn't infinity war and it wasn't black Panther. It was a quiet place and it was black Klansman. Those are the only two movies that I thought were better than Spider-Verse. John, are you saying that you thought Into the Spider-Verse was better than Infinity War and Black Panther? Yes, I'm saying it. I think this is a better movie than either. And I love both of those movies. Wow. I think those movies are great. That's how good I think this movie is. Hmm. The characters are so well done. You get instantly connected to Miles. You feel empathy with the character. You feel like you're going on this adventure. The humor is top-notch. The action is great. When they wanted to get silly, they made silly sing. And when you got John Mulaney as Peter Porker, God, the amazing Spider-Ham, come in there, you have a throat through the air when you smell a delicious pie. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It is so well done. And so I have been chomping at the bit for another one. And I was surprised when we got our first look at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So they're not part doing one. one more. They're doing at least two yeah. more. For all we know, we know there's going to be Part 2, but for all we know, it could be Part 3, Part 4, Part 5, and Part 6. I mean, we don't know, but there's going to be at least two more. 
and they showed it and the trailer picks up exactly at the end of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with the portal opening up. You hear Gwen's voice. Hey, Spider-Man or, or whatever it is she says. And it picks up right there. And again, the trailer starts to play and you just feel the charm is still there. This comes to us from the folks over at The Verge who write the following. The first trailer for the highly anticipated sequel to the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse just dropped, revealing both the title Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and the surprise that the upcoming adventure of Miles Morales will actually be a two-part affair. And actually, it might be more than that. Anyway, the first look trailer picks up right where the last Spider-Verse movie left off, with Miles, uh, Shami Moore, lying in bed before a portal to Gwen Stacy, Haley Steinfeld, She's doing, she's killing it with animation lately. And her universe opens. From there, it seems like Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is going to be trying to one-up the already stellar animation of the original film, with Miles bouncing across multiple animated universes in a variety of art styles that he dukes it out with Spider-Man 2099, who of course appeared in one of the post-credit scenes of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, voiced by Oscar Isaac, who voiced the character in the post-credit scene in the first movie. And again... Right when he pops out, when, when, when she comes through, sitting in his room, the conversation between Gwen and Miles, and then they go outside, it's like all of that heart, all of that chemistry, all of that, dare I say, magic Total. was still there. And then they rip into the varying art styles, and now it's not other universes coming to Miles, it's Miles going to other universes. And then, of course, you had the Spider-Man 2099 pop back out that, that we had from the first film. Listen, I was grinning ear to ear. I was so happy watching this. I cannot wait for this. I thought it was great. Kim, you had a chance to check it out. What do you think about it? Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was so excited. The first one was just so groundbreaking and talk about bringing a comic book to life in the way that they did i think it for the first one i feel like changed the game for animation like from now on it just up to the level of of that you need to like surpass to be great and i'm just like first of all shameek moore his his voice just has this like cool like childlike, joyful cadence. And he just brings to life Miles Morales, like in terms of his age and what a kid like that would do in a situation of adventure. And I'm so excited to see him go across the other universes. Yeah. Um, and they and I love that they open with Sunflower with that song. I'm like, the song Perfect. is still dope. The Perfect. song still hits it. And I'm like, I'm so excited because again, when the, when I saw the trailer for the first one, I was like, this looks really cool. This looks really interesting. But when I saw the movie, I just literally, when it was over, me and the boy, I didn't know what to say. I was like, that was so different and so groundbreaking. And I can't wait to hear Os Oscar Isaac, more of his voice um, as Spider-Man 2099. And I'm really hoping he'll be able to spend some time in Spider-Ham's universe. Oh, that would I really, be I really can't wait to see. But John, I have to tell you. Yes. This makes me think even more than I thought before that we're going to see Miles in Spider-Man in the next seven days here. See, and I in have like the exact 10 days, opposite I'm sorry. feeling. This makes me, this make, you had the opposite feeling. Yeah, for this me, makes it's cemented me that we're not. For you, it's cemented, it's cemented that, you that we, we are. are. That's interesting. It's cemented that we are because he's going across the multiverse. Yeah, and I, this or the Spider Verse. I I feel like even more we're going to see him in some way, shape, or form, it, with Tom Holland. 
And you feel the opposite? I feel the absolute complete opposite. See, watching this and them going really into the art styles and stuff like that, this is an animated character. This is an animated character. I think they're going to keep him animated. I cannot imagine Kevin Feige saying, let's do the Roger Rabbit thing. I think they're going to keep him animated. And Tom Holland standing there talking to Spider-Ham and then looking up and seeing animated mouth. You think they're going to actually remember, mix like animated I told you with live I, action? When I first, do you think they're going to go? You think they're going to go full Roger Rabbit on this? Not in the way that. In remember, I told you, I think that Spider Man's going to be walking across like some TV in a window or something on display at some like Best Buy thing, and we're going to see across the screen an animated Spider Man, maybe even banging on the glass, like "Get me out of here! What the heck? Where am I? What is this? Why do you look like that?" I think it's going to be in a really cool and interesting way. Well, okay. So you've got two very, very bold predictions. Number one is that we ain't going to see Toby and Andrew in Spider-Man No Way Home, yes. but that we will see animated Miles Morales in it. 100%. Listen, if both of these things comes out, you're going to be dubbed the all-time swami of movie prognostication. You will be dubbed like the the high heiress prophet of all things Marvel, <laughs> I, of all things movie, if this, I feel if this strongly, happens. strongly. I feel strongly about my convictions, and I stand on them. Ray, I'm not going to let you play Switzerland and sit this one out. I need, <laughs> I need your... I need you to weigh in on this. No, I'm not weighing in on nothing. I weigh, I weigh in. I, I weigh enough already. I don't need any extra weight. But I gotta say, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, looks awesome. It does. That that the body that they chose to give him, like the bigger, the bigger, thicker yeah, body, yeah, like yeah. a Venom-like, look, look really cool. And um, I don't know, just seeing how Miles. Hopefully, they touch on his uh, college life a little bit too. Other, you know, because like there's that aspect of Miles Morales too of his regular life, right? That I, I want to see it, just not the superhero thing, him navigate through, you know, college life. I mean, he was in his dorm, he looked like he was just like spacing out, right? No, no I think that was his bedroom. That oh, was he's his... no, he said something. Oh, my she, dorm. Yes, well, he went to that private, he said, school. This is the room you grew up in. He's like, Yeah, but my oh, dorm, my dorm okay. is much better. Remember, he like, goes to that oh, other yeah, okay. Did he look older to you? He did look he older did. and he taller. taller, right? Right, yeah, like, yeah, he had he that looked... growth spurt. Yes. So it kind of looked like, Okay, so that... I don't know that they they picked right up where they left uh, yeah, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that either. But see, no, here's the thing they picked right up where they left off in the movie. Yeah. But that scene may have been a year later or, okay. or a year and a half no. later. Okay. We didn't know. Right. We don't know. So I, I I think you're right. He looked like he was bigger. He looked like he was a little bit and more And her mature. hair was longer, too. Did you see how long yeah. it was now? Oh, I Remember did. how it was short? Little, her I didn't bang, even notice her bang. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit. Here, so like there here. could have been some time jump. Not not too long, but a little bit later. Maybe you know what? a few months. I, you're right. Look at that. You're right. Her hair is. Yeah, because her hair was I short. I didn't even notice. That's a great catch. So yeah, there must have been a time jump between when the main story of Into the Spider-Verse ended and when that last scene of Miles laying in bed and the portal opens up in front of him seeing Gwen. So there's probably some time passage there. I didn't even think about that. Listen, all I know is this. I am damn excited. So excited. I, I'm more excited for this than I am for Spider-Man No Way Home. You Not are? Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Because you want to see how they could top the first one or your the well, continuation of I mean, the story? or I think, it, I guess it makes sense. I really love John Watts' Spider-Man movie, Homecoming, Far From Home. But out of Homecoming, Far From Home, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, oh, to me, there's no question. The best movie out of those three is Into the Spider-Verse. 
So since I kind of feel like that's the best movie out of those three, wow. then I would be more excited for this one. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm you know I'm very excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> We've got our private screening for it coming up 10 days from now. Cannot wait to get to that. We can't wait to invite. And by the way, some of you guys are going to be getting emails soon, knowing, finding out that you got invited to come and join us for this private screening. But um, yeah, I... I didn't even know I was until right now when I thought about it. I am more excited for this next Spider-Verse movie than I even am for Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I, I'm shocked. Anyway, guys. What's Someone in the chat pointed out that he mentioned he was grounded, so I could be wrong. Oh, he can't oh, be yeah, that old. Yeah, yeah. Unless he was grounded for the longest time, which I could see happening because of his, his dad's, uh, you know, a cop. Yep. So anyway, yeah, uh, there it is. Question is for you guys. How do you feel about this new Spider-Verse into or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse trailer? I think it looks great. I'm super stoked for it. How do you guys feel about it? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move into main topic number four. Kim, what is our fourth main topic today? Okay, Uzil Almanza says, I've been watching you since I was 15 years old. Dear now heavens. I'm 25. Wow. Perhaps the only show that I love more than the John Campia show is Netflix's Daredevil. I saw an article on Cinema Blend where Kevin Feige confirmed that Charlie Cox is the person who will play Daredevil in the MCU if they ever decide to do something with the ca character. What are your thoughts? Personally, I think this is great news. And this kind of confirms that cameo on Hawkeye was indeed Vincent D playing Kingpin, right? Thanks. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yes. Okay. So you guys know for the longest time, like Kevin Feige the phrase I like to use is Kevin Feige does not like to play with sloppy seconds. He likes to do his own thing. He ain't going to do in humans, at least not the way they were done before. And so for the longest time, I really felt fairly strongly that we're not going to see Charlie Cox's daredevil or Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Now, then you guys will remember maybe about two months ago, I started to soften on that. And I was like, well, you know what they could do? They could have Charlie Cox, although even to me, this would be a bit of a stretch. They could have Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, whatever, in them playing those characters, but they're not the same characters as they were in the Netflix series. As a matter of fact, last night, before this news broke, I recorded a companion video. For those of you who don't know, there's a companion video up from yesterday. Before this news broke where somebody was asking about Vincent D'Onofrio, and I said again, I said, you know, I, I do kind of feel now, like I have for a little while, that they could be in it. They could use those actors for the roles, but they're not... It's not the Kingpin that was in the Daredevil series. It's a new mm. version of Kingpin. It's not the same history. That Charlie Cox could play Matt Murdock, but it's not the exact same Matt Murdock as was in the Daredevil series. Because I don't think Kevin Feige wants to canonize, officially canonize that stuff, that right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, with, with all that in mind, somebody finally just straight up asked Kevin Feige you know, about... Daredevil. I believe it was an interview. I think it was an interview with IGN. I could be mistaken about that. But they asked him straight up about Charlie Cox. And for the first time ever, Kevin Feige has acknowledged that Ke that that Charlie Cox, if they ever use Daredevil, will be played 
by Charlie Cox. This is what Kevin Feige said. If you, if, if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Uh, where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. Now, look, I just want to point out something here that there are a bunch of people. I even saw in our own chat this morning before the show started. A lot of people saying Kevin Feige has confirmed that Charlie Cox is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home playing Daredevil. No, he didn't. He did not. To be specific, this is exactly again. Let's go back and look at it again. This is specifically what Kevin Feige said. He says, if you if you are to see Daredevil in the upcoming in upcoming things, Charlie Cox Cox, yes, would be the actor to play Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. So let's be very, very clear here for a minute before we get into the excited stuff. For accuracy's sake, Kevin Feige did not just say that Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man No Way Home. He also did not officially say that Daredevil is coming into the MCU. He didn't say that. He said, if we ever see Daredevil, then yeah, it'll be Charlie Cox playing him. <laughs> okay? Again, just to be accurate, just to be specific... All Kevin Feige said is if we ever have Daredevil, and we're not saying we are, but if we ever do, Charlie Cox will be playing it, okay? That is what Kevin Feige said. Why on earth, though, would Kevin Feige specifically point out a specific casting for a role if he had no plans to use that? Like, yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to have Bishop. And that Bishop, for those of you who don't know, is one of my favorite X-Men characters. But I don't know if we're ever going to have Bishop. I, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, if we do, it's going to be Chiwetel Ejiofor playing him. What? Why would Kevin <laughs> Feige already have a very specific person and name in mind and call out who the casting is if he did not already at least have plans for doing something with that? Whether it's in She-Hulk or whether it's in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home or whether it's in Moon Knight or whether it's in anything, right? Why on earth would Kevin Feige say, oh yeah, we've cast the guy who's going to play this role. Oh, well, we, we don't know if we're ever actually going to have this character. Obviously he is. Obviously he is. And obviously for a very, very long time, there were a lot of reports going around that Charlie Cox was going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. And, and that's been you know, reported by a bunch of different out outlets for a very, very long time. Now Kevin Feige's coming saying, yep, Charlie Cox is going to be our daredevil. <laughs> so this raises some very big and interesting questions. <laughs> the first one, let's start with what he was saying in that. Does this confirm that the uncle in Hawkeye is indeed Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin? No, it doesn't confirm it, but holy shit, it implies it. Sure does. Uh, I mean, it, it it implies it. And you know, there was a new TV spot for Hawkeye, for the upcoming episode of Hawkeye, in which it said, we haven't even revealed our biggest surprises, or something along that lines. Big surprises, Ray. Big surprises. <laughs> the surprises <laughs> are huge coming to Hawkeye, right? So I don't... Look, we're, we're all speculating right now. Let, let's be really clear here. We're speculating. But the speculation right now is, 
it ain't no coincidence that before tomorrow night, for us in Los Angeles is tomorrow night. For many of you guys, it'll be the next day's morning. But at midnight tomorrow night, Los Angeles time, that a new episode drops. I don't think it's coincidence that Kevin Feige has come out now and said, oh yeah, Charlie Cox is going to be our daredevil. I'm thinking we're going to see Kingpin. Again, I have nothing official on this. This is just me, wild speculation as a fan. I think we're going to see Kingpin tomorrow night. And I think that's why Kevin Feige, again, I'm not, I don't know that. I'm not putting money on that. Okay. I don't, I'm not putting ketchup on that. already thinking about a bet. Wheels were spinning. I am putting nothing on this. I am just saying <laughs> that if I, I, as an individual fan sitting here in my garage, my converted garage, <laughs> I think we're going to see Vincent D'Onofrio tomorrow. Now, now again, listen, it's still very possible. I still believe it's possible that the uncle in this is not Kingpin and is not Vincent D'Onofrio. And it could be Kate Bishop's dad, who we never saw die in the show. So, I, I mean, I still think that's a possibility. It is. But if you'd ask me which I am leaning, I, I be, I'm leaning towards, I think it's Kingpin being played by Mr. Nafra. I think we're going to see that there. So that's the first thing this answers. The second thing it answers is, okay, clearly he's bringing him in as Daredevil. The most single important question is, is it the exact same Daredevil, an iteration of Daredevil that was in the Netflix series? I don't think it will be. But again, we haven't heard anything official on that. Like, I think we could have him playing a new version of Matt Murdock and Iron Fist shows up at some point, but it's not the same guy. It's not the same Iron Fist that we saw in that terrible Netflix Iron Fist series that we could have Luke Cage, but it's not Mike. I forget the name of the actor. Uh, I forgot it too. Ray forgets it too. Uh. <laughs> Can you look it up for me, Ray? Yeah. It was Mike something who played. I really like him too, by the way, but who played Iron Fist. It could be a totally different guy coming in to play Luke Cage. Um, Colter. Colter. Mike Coulter, thank you. Thanks, chat. By the way, Mike Coulter is one of those guys who it is just stupid unfair in the universe that one human being has that much good looks wrapped up in him when the rest of us are begging for scraps. <laughs> that is a handsome man. Mike Coulter Super handsome. is a ridiculously handsome man. And that voice, my gosh. Yes. Man. He yes. was in Halo 5, too. Is he a voice he was in like, Halo No, 5? no, he was the main uh, Oh, was that character. him? Yeah. I had no idea. With uh, Nathan uh, Fillion. I had no idea yeah. that was him. So anyway, um, the big, the number one question would be, is it the same Daredevil from the Netflix universe? I don't think it will be. Uh, just guessing it might, they might end up being, but I don't think it will be. I think it'll be a new, a new backstory, a new thing altogether. Same goes with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Then the second most in question, important question becomes, when does he show up? Yeah. I, I mean, look, there have been reports for over a year, reports that I didn't believe for a long time, but there were reports for over a year that Charlie Cox is on set of Spider-Man No Way Home and all this kind of stuff before we even knew the title of the movie, of the new Spider-Man movie and blah, blah, blah. Putting, again, I still don't know for sure, even with the picture that I received, I'm still not 100% convinced that picture was real. But... Just with the fact of what Kevin Feige has said, combined with the reports that have been out for well over a year, I mean, I'm if I had to bet one dollar on this, I would put that dollar on him showing up in Spider-Man No Way Home, which would absolutely constitute a ridiculously massive proportion surprise, like for a lot of people. So I'm going to go there. So question one, is it the same Daredevil from the Netflix series? I don't think so, but it could be. We'll, we'll see. 
Number two, where does he show up? I don't think they're waiting for She-Hulk. Even though I think a lot of people have thought for a long time that he would probably show up in She-Hulk, but I think it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't know for sure. I have I don't know that, but that's where I'm guessing. Kim, what do you think of what what do you think about Feige's comments and what do you think Feige's comments mean ultimately? What's your take on it? I think one it definitely tells us how much he appreciates um, the fans and how much they love Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. And I think if anything we know about Kevin Feige is that he really cares about the fans. He really cares about the Marvel fans and what we want to see and that he is faithful to deliver. Secondly, I think I think you, you're right. I'm, I'm on your wavelength that it'll be a different different story with him um but also i i think you know um we talked about this a little with um uh jay jonah jameson and um uh how he's how if you think of it sorry that character jk simmons i'm right. getting the name there's so much happening yes. jk simmons um and and the batgirl situation and how they're gonna have like kind of the same characters but in different universes and I just feel like it can get a little confusing if you just start having new stories that aren't that far off from the original. Like Daredevil, it went off of Netflix, what, two years ago? Little. Oh, don't. It was that long ago? To about oh, you might ago, be yeah I think. yeah it feels like um, yesterday it's like kind of too soon to just recast and make people fall in love with him all over again so I think it's a good idea to keep him I look forward to seeing him again I think he'll show up in Spider Man No Way Home but I think if he doesn't show up he'll definitely be in She Hulk my thinking yeah and then there are a yeah. lot of people because of stories that we've had before a lot of people I'm noticing in the live chat think he's going to show up in the Echo uh series as well don't forget echo's got her own series coming as a spinoff from hawkeye so that's there too uh i i gotta ask i am dying to know what ray thinks about this ray you know charlie cox's daredevil popping up i know what does this excite you do you not really care what, what are you thinking about it man when i say this this is going to be my last show i never finished the daredevil series on netflix damn it ray. you didn't finish breaking bad either i uh, know i mean it's just maybe it's because i didn't have a subscription i don't know but you know what? I don't think they, the movie needs him. If there's a purpose for him, then fine. But, you know. that That is the ultimate bottom line. If there's, like, what I've said for a while now is my one concern about Spider-Man No Way Home is that it just becomes a giant cameo circle jerk. Where it's just like, <laughs> oh, now this person's here. Wee! Now this person's here. Wee! And there's this person here. Wee! And they... They put more stuff to just empty calorie fan service pop-up cameos and forget about the nutrition of real story and narrative. Does this person popping up serve a narrative function that enhances the story of the movie? Hmm. And because if you just start throwing in people for the sake of throwing them in, that might get you a brief pop, but long-term when you watch the movie again, it's like, yeah, that was kind of pointless. <laughs> it actually detracted from the movie. It didn't help the movie. My one worry, and I'm not saying I believe they can't handle it. I think John Watts is going to do a great job. I think Kevin Feige is going to make sure it all goes well. But if you were to ask me, if you were to have a concern, John, about Spider-Man No Way Home, what would your concern be? Honestly, my concern is that they get too enamored with the idea of what would create the biggest pop in the audience for the moment but at the sacrifice of making a good movie. Mm. That's what I worry about. 
Like that, that's why, like, look, when you look at Spider-Man No Way or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, why I say it's a better movie than Infinity War is because it's a better movie than Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't have all the big stars and all the big heroes and all the big fan service pops and, you know, Thor showing up on the battlefield and Wakanda and a, and a bolt of lightning, which is honestly one of the greatest scenes. I love that scene. <laughs> but it does everything that a good movie does a little bit better, in my opinion. It has better character. It has better heart. It, it just, and I love Infinity War. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Don't don't get me, I'm not trashing on Infinity War. I love that movie. But that's what I hope they are to keep the focus on. With all the talk of Charlie Cox and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Goblin and Doc Ock and Sandman and Electro and whoever else. It's like else. a parade of surprises. And yeah. the parade of big surprises. Like, big oh. surprises. <laughs> Going all over the place. <laughs> I just hope that they don't lose their focus. Yeah. Primarily being everything that we put in this movie has to serve the movie. Mm -hmm. I want it to have substance. Substance. I really want it to have substance. Yes. Yeah. Nutrition yeah. over empty calories. Yeah. And that's the one thing I, I worry about a little bit. But I mean, with these. It's hard, it's hard to do that when it comes to like, if let's say it's all saved for the like ending of the movie. Right. It's hard to make it everyone has like that purpose or serve their purpose. I don't know. So hopefully they do it right. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Finger, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But again, Kevin Feige has just said, if we ever use Daredevil, I don't know if we'll ever use them. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. If it ever is though, it's going to be <laughs> Charlie Cox. I've already cast him, even though I don't know if he's going to be in the movie. <laughs> it's a ridiculous a statement. But anyway, guys, what do you think about that? How do you think they're going to use him? If they use him, do you think it's going to be the exact same Daredevil, the exact same Matt Murdock from the Daredevil series, and this is just carrying on that guy's story? Or do you think, like me, that it'll be a new iteration of the character just being played by the same actor to make the fans happy? Do you think he's going to first pop up in No Way Home? Do you think he's going to pop up in Echo? Do you think he's going to pop up in She-Hulk? Whatever you guys are feeling about this, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, with all that down and out of the way, let's now move over and start taking your live comments. Of course, here on the John Campy Show, as we're doing the show live, if you're watching live, and only if you're watching live, you can jump into the Super Chat feature of YouTube here and fire in a super tip or super chat, if you will, uh, to send in, and we read these comments at the end of the main topics. You guys, we've closed it down now because just too many came in. So it's you can't add one now because we've shut it down. But let's now go over and see what all the people were writing in and talking about. So, Kim, what do we got going on in there? All right, Sean Patinald sends in a 1999 super chat. Thank you so much. Thank Up you, Sean. Update from last week on my disability. I'm out for at least another month or so until January 10th. If things aren't better by then, then it's surgery, shoulder or neck. Oh, yikes. You guys are the only thing I look forward to each day recently. Oh, dude, I'm get better. I'm, get better soon. You man. Can look, do look, this. The important thing, more important than soon is just get better. Take all the time you need. Don't rush it. As somebody who's had some physical injuries before and who has tried to write, particularly once I had this really bad back issue, I pushed it too hard too soon and it ended up laying me up for an extra month longer than it needed to. Oh, man. So take your time with it. Be patient with it. And dude, thank you for the honor of having us in there as you're going through your recovery. Thanks for letting us be a part of your day. And uh, we hope we bring a little bit of smiles to your day as you're going through it. So recover, dude. More important, 
than the speed of the recovery. But get there as soon as you can, man. All right, what's next? All right, Casey Max says, the fact that Into the Spider-Verse sequel is getting a two-part story is surprising. I hope part two isn't that far apart from the first movie. I desperately hope it. They're already planning two parts, that they're making these films at the same time. And that, I think they are. That, I, I think they I, said they are. I think they yeah. are. And that they do what Matrix 2 and 3 did, which they release them like six months apart. Remember Matrix 2 I and 3? I believe they're a year apart. I think it was part six one months and, apart. No, no. The upcoming uh, Spider-Verse movie. Did they officially say, though, that Spider-Verse, uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, or uh, across, Spider across, across the Spider-Verse, Spider part one, but that part two will be in 2023. I didn't read anything I, about I that officially. I believe they did. Okay. I didn't see that in any of the reports, but hopefully you're right. I hope that's what they're doing. All right. What's next? Al Renshaw says, you have said Feige doesn't like to play with someone's sloppy seconds. No, one, no sloppy seconds for Kevin. Maybe he changed his mind. Kingpin and now Daredevil. Hopefully Punisher's next. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, first of all, John Bernthal has denied that, but mm. Andrew Garfield's been denying he's in Spider-Man. <laughs> no way home. Look, if I think it keeps Kevin true to that, if he does bring in D'Onofrio and Cox, but doesn't isn't using the same iterations as from the Daredevil show, then I think he's still good. But you're right. Listen, we've said all along, even like ages ago when I said Kevin Feige doesn't like to play with sloppy seconds, he's talked about that on stage. But he is a human being. Human beings change their minds. So I don't think it's him changing his mind if they're not the exact same versions of those characters from the Daredevil series. But if they are, then he's changed his mind and he is human. All right, what's next? All right, Sean Patinod says, again, thank you so much for giving me something to look forward to each day. I watch every day now. You uh -huh. guys are the only good things I have right now. Oh, dude, thank you so much for that. that that's so kind of you to say. We love that we get to be a part of your day, and uh, I hope we continue to be informative and entertaining for you, dude. Thanks so much for that. All right, what's next? A. Marcellus says, I'm going to take an educated guess and say that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are playing new versions of the characters with the Netflix backstory being scrapped like J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson. I, I, listen, we might, you and I might be wrong about this, Marcellus, but I am in complete agreement with you. I think this will be a new version. I Like, I've even heard some people whisper, and they may not know anything that they're talking about, but that, like, even this Matt Murdock may not yet be Daredevil, which isn't consistent with the comic story. <laughs> At any rate. Um, but yeah, I am in agreement with you that it's not going to be the same iteration, but we could be wrong. I mean, th there's a lot of possibilities there. We'll find out. But yeah, you and I, Marcellus, are on the same wavelength right now. All right, what's next? All right, Raymond Verada says, this Daredevil news is another attempt at all the tickets. <laughs> Fanboys will get excited and start speculating if Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man No Way Home. Listen, I, I was telling you earlier that it's not a coincidence that Kevin Feige is making that statement right now. Now, I personally think it's to set up or to get ahead of what we're about to see in Hawkeye tomorrow night. So, Ray, you need to be here and you need to barbecue more of those delicious oh. burgers for me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Ray came over early, like two hours before uh, Hawkeye last week, and he barbecued like burgers like 10 p.m. at night. And like, oh, it was good. Which is the best time to eat dinner, folks, like really late <laughs> at night. It's really good for you. Make the healthy choice. Eat at 1030 at night. Eat barbecued hamburgers at 1030 <laughs> And then go right to bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a coincidence because of that. But you're right. This is also Kevin Feige putting on his marketing hat a little bit. And saying, oh yeah, y'all guys talking about Spider-Man No Way Home? <clears throat> oh yeah, Charlie Cox is going to be our daredevil. Come on. 
if if Spider-Man No Way Home Just was not coming out in 10 days, he would not be talking about that right now. Fuel on the fire. Yeah, he's just pouring gasoline on the fire. This is all the tickets. And I, it makes me even more believe another trailer is coming a week before the movie drops. So maybe in like three or four days, we're going to get you, a new trailer. Do you think it could kind of kind of split the difference between the effect of having Toby and Andrew if they just have Charlie Cox in the trailer? Ooh, Ooh the stumper. I, oh. Not Toby and Andrew. Just Not Charlie. Toby and Andrew, just, but just, just Charlie. I think it would have a similar effect. I mean, that show had a okay. lot of fans. Okay. That show had a lot of fans. All right, what's next? William Ernst says, I work at a movie theater. If Spider-Man makes that much opening weekend, it will be a disaster. Every chain is having problems hiring staff. You know what? I have noticed that. I've noticed that. Uh, hey, Adam Aaron, how to work out for you laying off 30,000 people while giving yourself a $9 million bonus, you asshole. Anyway. Boom! Jeez. Um, <laughs> Shout out. Am I being, am I being <laughs> vague? Am I being vague? Am I Shout out to Adam Aaron. <laughs> of my feeling towards Adam Aaron, CEO of AMC. Mm. Anyway, but no, I have noticed in a lot of the, the movie theaters I've gone into, they're they are struggling to staff right now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tall order. It's going to be a tall order for these uh, these heroes, these people who make the movie magic available to us. Yeah. I like see as a movie fan, to me, the the men, women, boys, and girls yeah. who work in movie theaters that facilitate those magical experiences we have going to the movies, they are my movie going heroes. Yeah. They make it from the person who takes who scans my barcode when I walk in to the person who serves me my popcorn, the person who swept up the floor in front of my seat before I got there, the person who's making sure the lights go down at the right time and the movie looks right, to the people who greet me as I'm leaving and saying thanks for coming to AMC cuz AMC is where I normally go to. Those are my movie going heroes. The people who make those experiences possible for me and let's all Number one, be very patient with these Please people be kind to them. this yes. Spider-Man weekend because it looks like they're going to get hit with a crowd that they haven't seen in years. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And Godspeed to you, my movie-going my movie -going heroes, uh, for making these this event possible for us. So all the best. And guys, clean up after your damn selves. When your screening is done and you're leaving the theater, just pick up your garbage and bring it with you to the garbage can. Just make their very difficult very be, be patient with weekend. them and be kind, because I because I've yes. noticed that at mine and I and I, I last time I went to see uh, House of Gucci, I remember some people were being a little rude and I'm thinking you know what they're not in charge of staffing they can't control if someone called out sick they can't control that yep. their boss needs to hire five more people they can't control the fact that the pandemic numbers have not supported them having a bigger staff so these people are amazing yep. please be kind thank to them. you. Unless Thanks. the movie sucks. That is your fault. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and screw those guys. Oh screw my those God. guys. I can always count on you, Ray. I can always count on you. I hold every single one of you ushers responsible if that movie isn't good. Holy crap. You're going to throw popcorn in your face. Boo! Anyway, okay, what's next? Joshua Mickle says, the score for Spider-Man No Way Home leaked. The track 19 and track 13 music was unbelievable. Won't say title, spoilers, but had me crying. Uh, yeah, that's the story that's going around. All the I chose not to talk about it today, mm. but uh, I mean, it is a story Please. that's going around. Look, I'm not going to say what it is, but I mean, it reminds me of when Star Wars The Phantom Menace was coming out. Do you remember this, Ray? Yeah, I remember when this Star story. Star Wars The Phantom Menace was coming out. <laughs> 
the the soundtrack got released and one of the songs wait not leaked right just released yeah like, released like on purpose yeah, yeah. One of the songs on the soundtrack before the movie came out was called This is the part where the person dies. Yeah, it was. It was called This is literally the name of it. Of course, Liam Neeson played Qui-Gon Jinn. The name of the song was literally called Qui-Gon's Noble End. That was literally the name of the track before the damn thing came out. Qui-Gon's noble end on the soundtrack that was released before the movie even came out i mean it's just one of those just one of those situations all right oh my gosh what's next oh carlos Cazeta says insert michael scott gif oh my god oh my god it's happening i really think it will end at charlie cox and vincent d returning uh, again, I don't think we're going to see D'Onofrio in Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think so. But I, I'm, I'm thinking, guys, I am I am thinking we are, what time is it right now? I'm thinking we are 36 hours away. Damn, we should have a, we should have a pregame show for Hawkeye tomorrow. I haven't done any pregame shows for Hawkeye yet. But anyway, I think we are 36 hours and change away from Vincent D'Onofrio entering the MC. Again, I, I'm not willing to put money on that. I don't feel super strong about that. But I'm leaning towards we are 36 hours away from seeing him in it. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. What's next? Carlos Quezada says, I don't see any others making a comeback from the Netflix shows, although seeing Bernthal back would be glorious. Bernthal is the only other one I could see. I could see them bringing him, but again, with all the, there was a bunch of unfortunate, nonsensical um, controversy around the Punisher character mm. and should should the Punisher character even be around because of the way the Punisher character emblem was being used yeah. by some people not even related to it. I, I could see Disney staying away from the Punisher character for a while. And I, I think that sucks, but I also kind of get it. But but I don't see them bringing that Iron Fist back. I don't see them bringing the just, even though I really like the actress, actress, I don't think I see them bringing the Jessica Jones character back in. Not to mention, don't forget, Blade is Cottonmouth, which is another reason why I don't see them um, oh, yeah. using, um, it's another reason why I don't, sorry, I'm getting, I, I literally have an industry insider texting me stuff right now. Um, Oh. Uh oh. Oh, don't. Do, 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 do. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, we, we will. We, we, uh, uh, <laughs> let me look into this and we'll talk about it another time. Uh, let me look into that first, then maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. But, um, we're, we're, oh, yeah. I, if it was the same universe as the Netflix universe, <laughs> Ray, grab his phone. Then Cottonmouth is already like, key, and this is different from, uh, what's the name of the girl who plays Cersei again? Gemma Chan. Uh, Gemma Chan, right? Mm hmm. This is different from Gemma Chan already being in Captain Marvel because she was in total alien makeup. Yeah. It didn't even look like her yeah. remotely, right? So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right, what's next? Fry Mini says, long live Burrowind. DT sounds, D10 sounds interesting. Okay, so I was talking on my companion video yesterday. Somebody's asking me about d and you, you guys know me and Anne play d and But it's actually not my favorite role-playing game to play right now because ever since the fifth edition, like, it is a complex game to play. And like, I feel like half the time that you're playing D&D, the, the half of your time sitting at the table is spent flipping pages in the rule books, looking up the mechanics and the rules for a giving situation. Whereas 
you know, a game like Star Wars, the role-playing game, the West End Games version D6, it's very simple. The DC Heroes D10 system, which I'm putting a game together for right now, it's a very simple. So you spend your time playing the game instead of spending your time reading the rule books. Mm. So, yeah, anyway, my... Um, my character's name in that in my current Dungeons and Dragons campaign is not Borrowwind, it's Borrowwin. Uh -huh. Like Arrowin, right? It's just Borrowin. That's the name of my uh, ranger character right now. Nobody cares. All right, what's next? <laughs> the Super Review Show sends in a $25 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Super Review Show. Appreciate that. Hey, all. If you had to guess, how big of a role will... Uh, Daredevil play in Spider-Man No Way Home, assuming he's in the movie. Longtime fan of yours, John and crew. Thanks. Okay, based on off of what we just heard from Kevin Feige, I'm going to say this. If Charlie is in the movie, I think he's Matt Murdock. I don't think he's Daredevil. I, again, I don't know, but I think if he is in the movie, I think it's Matt Murdock, not Daredevil. I agree. So, um, Again, I think after Kevin Feige saying what he just said kind of shores up your assumption that he's probably in the movie. So if you're thinking he is, that probably just bolstered you a little bit. But I don't think we're going to see Daredevil. I think we're going to see Matt Murdock. Again, I don't know. We very well could, though. So we'll have to wait and see. Thanks for sending that in, Super Review Show. All right, what's next? Joshua Mickle says, Today's Daredevil news just made No Way Home even more anticipating. Even though it will only be Matt Murdock in the film, Cox back is huge. Um, yeah, actually, that's it's funny. I was that's just saying so that, funny. Joshua. I was just <laughs> saying that. I mean, yeah, so we'll have to see. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I don't know for sure. But yeah, him being back in the MCU, even though Kevin Feige did not officially say Daredevil is going to be in the MCU, why would you cast a guy for it if he wasn't going to be in it? It is absolutely huge news. Absolutely monstrous, monstrous news. All right, what's next? Casey Mack says, John, the latest Hawkeye trailer had the phrase, the big surprises was still to come. <laughs> big surprises. I am convinced. Really? Yeah, really? I am really? convinced. It did. Big I was talking about the surprises. I, I, I mean, let's face, look, the Disney marketing machine watched this, the John Campus show. <laughs> Clearly they do. They're <laughs> waiting to the, oh guys, because even the way the narrator would say it, this says we have the biggest surprises coming. There are the biggest surprises. And it's just like Ray. Yes. Didn't really. Didn't really. I mean, but where, where, where's my check? Yeah, that race check. Where's my Disney Plus Ray, check? At least Disney. give me a free subscription. Come on. Yeah, Disney Ray's Disney Plus check <laughs> is now in the mail. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I kind of think it's not a coincidence that, that <laughs> Feige what, is dropping what he's dropping now. And then funny. tomorrow, that's why I'm thinking maybe we see Denarford tomorrow, mm. but probably, I don't know. We'll, we'll Who knows? We'll find out in 36 hours. All right, what's next? Derek Large says, really interested to see who Nick Offerman will be playing in The Last of Us show. I didn't even know Nick Offerman was in Last of I Us. I didn't know that. I you love him. John, you didn't? <laughs> that was the worst impression. I, I mean, Son. he is... <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Nick Offerman is, he is like one of my favorite television characters of all time. He is Ron Swanson wow. uh, from Parks and Rec. He is Duke. Oh, what's his name in it? And Duke Silver. Duke, Duke Silver. Silver. Come That's, get all up into my jazz. I'll get warm all up <laughs> in my jazz. I mean, it's like the greatest character ever. So I didn't even know he's in that. That's very exciting to hear, Derek. Thanks for sharing. All right, what's next? Dinosaurs Limbo says, just watched The Lighthouse for the first time. Wow. So I'm going to preemptively apologize for yelling, you're fond of me, lobster, all day. <laughs> it's involuntary. Okay, did, did you see? 
Um, the Lighthouse? I did not. Is that Robert Pattinson? I did not. That is not. Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe. I didn't. It's a weird movie. I missed it, yeah. It's a, I remember I walked out both enamored with the movie and saying, what the hell did I just watch? I heard something about mermaids that I didn't want to hear. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the whole movie <laughs> is, one, mesmerizing. Like, having Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe acting off each other, and it's just the two of them in this movie, is mesmerizing as you're watching it. But at the same time, I swear, I walked out. It was the AMC Burbank 16 I saw it in. I walked out, stood out on the concrete in front of the front doors, and literally said out loud to myself, what the hell did I just watch? Like, it's really a strange, it's a strange one. All right, what's next? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> My Comic Planet says, with this news, I'm reminded of just how great all seasons of Daredevil Netflix shows are. They really set a high bar for what Marvel shows can be. Here's hoping they get back to that level of quality. Yeah, I mean, look, honestly, the Netflix series for me were a mixed bag. I know everybody now likes to wax poetic about how great the Netflix series were, but the reality was it was hit and miss. Daredevil was great. Punisher, I thought, was great. Iron Fist, <laughs> Luke Cage. Listen, I liked the first half of the first season, like everything that had Cottonmouth in it. And I liked Mike Coulter as the character very, very much. But the second half of season one of Luke Cage went downhill. I was not a fan of season two. So, and then the Defenders, I liked the Defenders. I liked it, but it wasn't great. So the reality is, while we like to wax poetic about how great that whole Netflix Marvel universe was, the reality was it was pretty hit and miss. So, but Daredevil was constant hit. Daredevil was always singing at the top of its game. So that was great. All right, what's next? Digovi sends in a 1999 super chat. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Digovi. Cinema Blend released the video where Feige and Pascal confirm Cox as Daredevil. Pascal's reaction to the when part of Feige's statement is a dead giveaway, in my opinion. Looks like that photo you shared might be legit. Uh, again, I don't, look, with Pascal, I never think you know what's going through her head. I mean, I, I just think that's what we learned really from the Sony release when Sony made the statements to the Hollywood Reporter about, we have no plans right now. And th what I got told was, I have no idea what she's talking about. And then you look back at the old Kevin Feige, Amy Pascal interviews. I, I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is I wouldn't read too much into what Pascal says or does in the interviews. She's a brilliant film executive. She's not so good with the interviews, so I don't know. It could mean something, might not. We'll have to see. All right, what's next? Kendall Barker says something that is um, up for debate. No, just kidding. John Campia is legendary. Yeah, but what kind of legendary? The good <laughs> legendary or the bad legendary? All right, what's next? Dalton Gray says, that Matrix trailer was fire. You the man, John. Hey, listen, I'm not looking forward to this Matrix film, but I, even I got to say, man, these trailers have been on Point. These have been terrific trailers. All right, what's next? Al Renshaw says, Tatiana said she will be full mocap. Is that the person John saw that we would never guess? If we all need to know. If, you, if I said you'd never guess and you're guessing, then you didn't guess. So no. All right, what's next? Cam K says, I could just be really dumb here, but how are Echo and Daredevil supposed to communicate? Echo uses Siri and Daredevil knows sign language um oh my gosh i i've never thought about that so you've got one that can't hear one you know it reminds me of that uh richard Pryor, and who played willy wonka again um gene um 
Gene Wildman. Yeah, yeah, Gene Wildman. It reminds me of that uh, Richard Pryor Gene Wildman movie called "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." A little bit. It's like Echo and Daredevil. (laughs) That's a that's a very good question, Cam. It's a very good question. All right, what's next? Rory Barraclaw sends in a super chat. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Rory. Cydia Swift says, with their track record, I'm sure he's going to play a daredevil-like Evil Knievel, not the actual daredevil, a heroic stuntman. I, what? Nah, I don't think so. I, I, I think I think he's playing the daredevil, just not the daredevil from the from the uh, series. But I don't know. Look, if it turns out to be that, Cydia will remember you said that for sure. All right, what's next? Kyle Beckworth sends in a $20 super chat. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. You never know who you'll bump into at Comic-Con. It was awesome to meet you, John, Ann, and Ray yesterday at L.A. Comic-Con. Thanks for making my day. Your photo op turned out great. Oh, thank you, that Kyle. And, and by the way, and, and thank you, Kyle, very much. I should point out, um, it was amazing how many people, especially when Ann and I would be waiting, because a lot of our time at Comic-Con was waiting in lines. And as we were waiting in lines... So many people like came up and and got, took pictures and talked to us and the you know, the viewers of the show. One of the really cool ones was we walked into this big giant room, right, where there's all these lines. And I went up to the info booth and we asked this lady. He said, um, "Which line is it for uh, Benedict Wong or whatever?" And they told us that. And we're like, "Okay." Then we went, got in line, sat down, and waited. And then the lady came running over to me, and I thought, "Oh, did she give us the wrong line or something?" She goes. By the way, I just had to check. Are you John Campia? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I had my mask on, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I thought I recognized your voice. My oh, husband yeah. is always listening to you. Uh, can can I take a picture just so I can send it to my husband? I'm like, sure. And we've got this. So, oh, listen, so seriously, big thank you to everybody who came over to say, say hi at the uh, at the convention yesterday. It was a great, awesome honor that you guys would take uh, time out to come over and say hi. So, thank you for that, Kyle. Very, very much, man. I appreciate that. All right, what's next? Benjamin Mason says, doubt there's going to be a final trailer for No Way Home at this point. Uh, I, I think <laughs> you want to bet on it? Week. Maybe before release, not what's that? There'll be a third trailer, but it'll be after the release of the movie. I think it'll be before the release. Oh, okay, and it'll have mm-hmm. Andrew and Toby and Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, and yeah. it'll have Neil from the Matrix. Record this, and it'll have Henry Somebody. Cavill as Superman, yeah. and it'll be everybody, 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 all my money, <laughs> all the money. All right, what's next? Suthia says, Feige in Oprah's voice, pointing to the Netflix Marvel <laughs> characters. You get a second chance. You get a second chance. You get a second chance. Everyone's getting a second chance. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think Iron Fist is getting a second chance. I don't think Iron Fist is getting a second chance. We'll find out. Well said, Suthius. All right, what's next? Patrick Foley says, "How likely do you think the Omicron variant will disrupt the box office now that a rebound is currently happening for theater attendance?" I'm, I'm not a doctor, nor am I an infectious. Uh, uh, unlike half the people on Google who think they're infectious diseases experts because they, <laughs> while sitting on their toilet, they watch a YouTube video. Um, I am not an infectious diseases expert, uh, and so I don't know. Um, Right now, I know the numbers in California continue to decline, which is good yeah. for now. Um, so I, I really don't know. I have to wait and see. But that's something that's way above my pay grade. I have no idea at this point. All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson says, I know you never thought Feige would want to play with others' toys, but I'm happy that we're getting Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Yeah, and again, I think this makes sense. If it's not the same Daredevil, like I will be surprised at this point if it's the exact same Daredevil as in the Netflix universe. I think it's not going to be, so that's a really good compromise. But again, we'll have to we'll have to find out. We will know soon enough. 
we will know soon enough. So we're not going to have to speculate about this for long. We're going to get our actual real answers. All right, what's next? Austin Alberto says, hey, John, D'Onofrio is 62 years old. Do you think he's too old if he will be in Hawkeye and possibly more MCU projects down the line? He looks great. D'Onofrio looks great. And remember, the cool thing about him as Kingpin is that he doesn't have to fight Shang-Chi with, with high-level <laughs> martial arts whenever. He's 62, but he looks great. He's just got to bring that big, physical, intimidating presence with him. Like, one of my favorite scenes, actually, was that one scene in the Netflix series when Punisher's in prison with Kingpin. And, like, D'Onofrio is just, like, towering over John Bernthal. I thought I think there was probably some camera trickery in there, too. <laughs> But it's just is like this is awesome seeing like 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 Punisher or Frank acting all tough, but like you know you could tell that Wilson Fisk like he's just laughing at it. It's like you don't know who I am, like right? It was just great. I think he can because of the nature of the role. I think he can play it for another ten years. I really, really do. Oh, wow. At least I hope he can. All right, what's next? Andy Brake says, "Loving Hawkeye. Can't wait to see Echo's uncle Mephisto show up." <laughs> you know it's gonna be that Mephisto, makes sense. Uncle Mephisto. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> I'm sorry. Fry Mini says, Kim's makeup is always great. Ray's more rouge. Ray, <laughs> skipping out on the rouge again. Aw, come on, man. <laughs> There's no camera tricks will fix this. This is what you get, buddy. Shut up. Oh, my God. Sebastian Gonzalez sends in a super chat. Thank you so much. You guys, Thank you, Sebastian. You appreciate that. Michael... Sir Serda says, 10 days, I'm ready to go MIA from social media. Yeah, I mean, 10 it's, days. It is crazy. It's 10 days now. After that person said the song leaked yeah. and even had the track name, oh. they were nice enough not to say anything. But yeah. after I saw that, you guys, I just decided that I'm going to totally ghost social media probably like today. Yeah, probably time to go dark. I've done, I, that. I've done that for like 20 years of my life. <laughs> it's real easy, buddy. It's not that hard. <laughs> Somebody wrote in yesterday. Uh, Somebody wrote in that I addressed on the companion video saying um i the movie's going to come out in certain places before i even it opens where i am i want to stay off social media but part of my he didn't say what his job was he goes part of my job is being on social oh, media no. how do i avoid spoilers and here's Ooh. what i said i said look and and, and i mean this wholeheartedly and, and i say this to all of my film loving brothers and sisters around the world Number one, you're just going to have to accept you're going to hear things. like Because once the, a general audience sees it, it's going to spread like wildfire. So there's that. But the other thing is this. I really don't think it matters. And I mean that because of this. I knew the Titanic sank before I saw Titanic. It did not ruin the movie. The reason it didn't ruin the movie is because the movie was a strong movie. Titanic is a strong movie with great writing and great performances and a great story and characters and dynamics that you get attached to and love all the way up to that selfish, selfish woman not giving, making space on the floating board <laughs> no. for poor Leonardo DiCaprio to get on. But no, seriously, it's knowing that the Titanic sinks at the end does not ruin it. Oh my God. It's... To me, real spoilers are not who pops up as a cameo in the movie. That's not a real spoiler. There's there's very few movies that I consider to have real spoilers. Like, if you know who Kevin Spacey actually is in The Unusual Suspects, 
That's a real spoiler because that fundamentally alters the way you see the whole movie. Yeah. If you know the nature of Bruce Willis's, the real nature of Bruce Willis's character at the end of Sixth Sense, yep. that actually changes the way you see the entire movie. Wong pops up at the end of Shang-Chi. That is not that. No. That isn't that. I mean, maybe it takes away from a bit of the surprise you would have had in the theater. Okay, but it doesn't really change. I would say this. If Charlie, let's say for argument's sake, Charlie Cox does appear in this movie in No Way Home. Maybe you knowing that or assuming that going in, maybe that mute or, or, or deadens the surprise of that one moment a little bit for you. But I would say this. If that ruined the movie for you, then the movie wasn't very good to start with. If, if knowing that Andrew and Toby pop up at some point, if that doesn't just kind of deaden the surprise of that moment for you, but it actually knowing it ruined the movie for you, well, if you're saying that surprise was the only thing this movie had going for it, then the movie wasn't very good to start with. Mm. That's, that's kind of my take on this. So yes, rather keep the surprises but know this if between now and when this movie opens like uh, some of those surprises come across your social media feed or whatever that's a bummer but take heart if the movie's good it ain't gonna ruin the movie for you and if it does then the movie wasn't very good to start with at least that's my take on it so be strong, hang tough. We're only 10 days away. All right, what's next? Taylor Smith says, hey, John, just recently started watching your channel. Mainly do the podcast because I'm an EMT. Thank oh, you wow. for helping me through some tough calls. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, first of all, we talk about my movie-going heroes are the ones who man the things. Our real-life wow. heroes are people like you. So thank you for that, and thank you for the honor of having us along with you on our podcast forum. So thanks for that, man. It's an honor. All right, what's next? Cam K says, sorry, just realized I wrote a question. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, I, I missed it. I didn't even notice. All right, what's next? Sam Fisher says, who is the Ginger Rogers to Tom Holland's Fred Astaire? Who's Ginger? Who is Ginger? Yeah, I, and they wrote it like that. Yeah, That's why do, I, said that. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who could, I mean, it, maybe it could be, look, I don't know. Maybe they go full, I mean, it wouldn't make sense, but they could go full uh, novelty on this make Zendaya. Zendaya. <laughs> Even though that, that so I, 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 mean, I don't know. That's a question dance. we're going to have to ask. That's a well, question. I wanted to mention, I was telling you before the show, I was asking you about Jamie Bell, how Jamie Bell actually played Billy Elliot yeah, in the Jamie movie. Jamie Bell's great. But he's doing a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers biopic on Amazon. Amazon, right. Which is Andy McDowell's daughter is playing Ginger. So that there's one Ginger for you. All right, what's um, next? Chris Barsanis says, Spider-Man No Way Home opening weekend, $170 million. I I can see that. I, I can see $170 million. And that would be amazing. That's like double what the current existing record is. All right, what's next? Brian learns stuff and he brings us one of two. If you need Andy an Andy Circus fix, I highly recommend Heavenly Sword, a game, but you can watch the cutscenes on YouTube. He's the main antagonist, King Bohan. So flipping entertaining, over the top cheese. He was so much fun to watch in the role. Bring on the filthy. I am completely unaware of that game, but I love me some Andy Circus, man. So thanks for putting that on my radar. I actually get a kick off of watching video game 
cutscene movies on YouTube. I actually get a kick out of those, so I might have to check that out. Thanks for putting that on my radar, Brian. All right, what's next? Daniel Lyons sends in a $20 super Thank chat. you, Daniel. Thank you so much. Hey, John, I'm going into Spider-Man with one spoiler that I want to know and getting done with it. If Andrew and Toby are in it, I want to get that out of the way. If it's wrong, I'm still going to treat the movie normally. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they are in the movie, which I think everybody's assumed for a year that they are, then I think it's not going to happen until like the, at least the second part of the movie, maybe even the third act, or who knows, maybe they pop up 10 minutes into the film. I mean, I have no idea, but I, I totally feel what you're saying, Daniel. I totally do. But again, even if they're not in it, that shouldn't ruin the movie for you. Like I, I look, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to be straight up. I inside <laughs> laugh. When I read people say, if they're not in it, I'm going to hate this movie. Well, then, wow, you don't know much about movies. And if your entire movie-going experience is based on one little a cameo or things popping up and that takes away, then you don't know much about films and you're not really much of a film fan. So, yeah, I get sense you being disappointed. Hey, you ruined the movie for me if they're not in it. Well, then that's on you. Then you're a sucker. That's on you. If the movie's good, the movie's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It has nothing to do with whether those two guys are in it or not. But you can be disappointed. Yeah, you can be disappointed you in know? that moment. But to say that the entire movie is now ruined for you, mm -hmm. I mean, that's... You know what, to me, that's like saying... That's like saying this to me. It's like saying, I really like purple hair on girls. A guy saying, I love purple hair on girls. And a guy meets... The girl of his dreams. She's kind and generous and supportive and has great empathy for her fellow human beings. And she's intelligent and ambitious and just wonderful in all ways and has purple hair. That's like, and then you two fall madly in love and have a wonderful relationship. And then you wake up one day and like she changed one bit of the hair color here from purple to blue and you're going that's it my entire relationship is garbage now well then you were an <laughs> asshole to start with then you were an <laughs> asshole to start with it ain't on her so that's that's what it's like to me all right, anyway all right what's next double b studios says hi john even if i don't get chosen to go to your private showing I hope you had a chance to watch me, my wife, and son dressed up as Spider-Mans and woman for our private show audition. <laughs> Lots of fun and bloopers and memories. By the way, Double, so I'll cool. let you know, I haven't gone through all the submissions yet. I've gotten through like maybe a quarter of the submissions. I, I So I have to set some time aside in the next day or two to go mm -hmm. through all of them. And then, you know, give out the, we still got some spots available left for, for our cute. private screening. But I'm looking forward to watching that, Double B. Thanks for telling me about it, dude. All right, what's next? Ben Rayner sends in a super chat and says, is it possible that only having only, I think he means one. Yeah. One of the directors back for The Matrix, maybe it will help the movie. Keep it focused from a singular voice. I'm choosing to look optimistic. I'm pumped for this movie. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Look, it was the dynamic of the two that gave us the original Matrix. True. It's like saying, well, yeah, the Russos, they did an all right job with Endgame, but if it was just one of them, it would have been better. I, I don't know. They, they, they have a dynamic as a unit of directors. Now, granted, they then made depreciating quality in the following matrix movies. And then they made some of the worst films in history to me after that. Oh, Jupiter. Jupiter. Um, anyway, but 
Maybe you're right. Maybe only having one of them back will be to the film's benefit. Never know. It could be. All right, what's next? Excuse me. Cincinnati's five-star barber says, Potterhead here. Nice. Let's go. Go, go, Gryffindor. My <laughs> New Year's has been set and so hyped for The Matrix. First night, IMAX. Nice. And yeah, I, I know a lot of Potterheads are going to be super excited. Sorry about the Bengals this weekend, right? Oh, yeah, but they lost to a good team. It's not like they <laughs> lost to. It, it's not like they lost to the Lions like Minnesota did. Like they lost to a good team. So oh, they did. They lost to the Lions. Uh, no, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, the Vikings lost mm, to the Lions. Lions okay. won their first game of the year, and they acted like they just won the Super Bowl. It was actually. <laughs> of course. It was really fun to see those guys like finally get that monkey off yeah. their back. Anyway, all right. What's next? Jay Master says, "Breaking news from Deadline: Destin Daniel Cretton inks overall deal with Marvel Studios and Hulu, set for Disney Plus MCU series and Shang Chi sequel. Disney has made it official and confirmed Shang Chi too." Yeah, well, look, we all knew Shang Chi was Shang Chi Two was coming. I mean, with, with its performance and all that kind of stuff, it was absolutely coming. I did see that. We are going to make that one of our topics on the John Cabe Show tomorrow, so we'll go more in depth on that tomorrow. But thanks for throwing that in there, Jay Master. All right, what's next? Dinosaurs Limbo says, "Have you guys seen?" Amy Pascal's new do. I don't know what it is with crazy haircuts, but it's usually an indicator for artistic brilliance. <laughs> Maybe, but no, I, uh, I can say I have not seen Amy Pascal's new do. I'm sure it's very fitting on her, though, whatever it is. All right, what's next? Mike Hill sends in a super chat. There's a matrix theory that the real world still isn't the actual real world, but just another matrix layer. It could explain how Neo and Trinity are back. I can tell you right now, I, I, I will think that is stupid. I will think that is stupid. If you're retconning, like, you know what I hate? When new movies in a series retcon everything that's happened in the previous movie, you're literally then going back and saying, oh yeah, all the, everything that you thought was about the, the original Matrix movie, yeah, yeah, none of that was true. I hate I that. I don't like that either. I hate that. So I don't know. Well, I hope that's not true. All right, we'll see. What's next? Cincinnati's five-star barber says, Spidey, The Witcher, The Matrix, Book of Boba, Cobra Kai, Potter Reunion, Into the Spider-Verse. I mean... Can we all say nerdgasm? <laughs> My new year is set. I'll tell you what, as, as Rob would say, it is an embarrassment of riches. We have a lot of really cool, exciting stuff coming down the pipe, and it is a good time to be a fan, man. It really is. All right, what's next? Al Renshaw said, we need a bet between John Ray and Kim on Spider-Man makes... 200 million plus we all want to see photos from your star wars fan film and breakdancing video well the breakdancing video thing will never happen it totally will uh it's you know will. it will never happen <laughs> um but uh, still you know what give me one quick second let me see oh um, he's gonna give it to you now <laughs> let me see dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's christmas let me see if, I, if i can happen to maybe find an image out there let me see if i can find an image right now I don't see one anywhere. I don't see one anywhere. All right, you know, I, I will. I will find one at some point. I need some graphic artists. I will find one at some point, and I will share it with you guys. At some point, I will share it with you guys. All right, what's next? <laughs> I want someone to put your head on like some some clips of breaking. Remember that? Movie? Oh no, no, no! When and I, I say put, I will show, I, I don't mean breakdancing stuff. I, I mean rise of the Trudies. I know, but I want someone to put like oh, a like deep that. fake. <laughs> on Turbo's head? On um, uh, Shabadoo? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, someone's okay. going to do it now. KH says, even before a pandemic, I never went to the theaters, not for Star Wars, Infinity War, or Endgame, but I'm going to see No Way Home Friday morning. Wow. Dude, all I can tell you is you missed out on some great experiences in the theaters from that. But listen, this is as good as one as any to get started back in. So I hope you have a good time, KH. All right. What's next? 
Okay, I think it's is it Nico Perestros? I want to get your name right, Nicholas. Dude. Nicholas. Okay, just looks different. Greetings from Greece. Did you guys have? Did you guys also have time to see that soundtrack for No Way Home got leaked yesterday, which Sony took down really fast? Yeah, we spoke about that already, and uh, it might be one of those Qui Gon Noble end moments. So, but we're not going to talk about it out loud here. We're not going to talk about it. All right, what's next? Double B Studio says Kim thinks Spider Man movie makes over two hundred and fifty. Yes, and John one ninety. Bet, 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 bet. Uh, I don't. I don't think Kim <laughs> wants to put a bet on this one. I, it, it is. I don't. I just don't see. You don't know what Kim wants to do. Kim wants to put a bet on anything. You want. You want to put a bet on? Oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I will yeah. be the officiator. Yeah. Okay. We. Okay. We will come yeah. up with a bet. We will set the over under we'll line at two forty nine point five. Okay. And we will come up with something we can bet. I'll just tell you right now, we will not be ketchup on eggs. That that I I, I don't know how I avoided vomiting. Yeah, not on eggs. We'll blend it up. No, and it'll no, be no, 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 no. There, will, there will be no ketchup and egg <laughs> variations of any kind. But we we will come no, up we'll with something, and we'll set we'll the over under line at two forty nine point five. We'll do bet. Okay, we'll come up All with right. something. All cool. right, what's cool. next? Al Renshaw says we need. We need a bet. Hashtag we stand with Kim. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh, no. Jay Soto says, bet some eggs on it with oh. extra ketchup. No, that ain't ever happened again. <laughs> Never happened again, Jay Soto. Do, you know how Jelly Bellies have all those flavors? Yes. I want to find ketchup and eggs, Jelly oh, Belly. <laughs> I would lose that bet if I had to eat ketchup and eggs. I'll just lose it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Martin Prieto says, tears will roll down my face if I see Toby swinging with the Danny Elfman music score and Charlie is back as Daredevil. Remember, again, just to be accurate, Kevin Feige never said he is back as Daredevil. He just said, if we ever do Daredevil, it will be Charlie Cox. So, so make of that as you will. All right, what's next? John Redcorn says, Hardy's Venom and Leto's Morbius will appear in Spider-Verse 2 or 3. Book it. Remember the first Venom post-credits? It's kind it is kind of connects to Spider-Verse. No, 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 it doesn't. That was just Sony. That was just Sony promoting an upcoming thing they had. I don't think there was any connection there. But I mean, hey, look, I, I don't think we're going to see Morbius or Venom, not these iterations of Morbius and Venom in Spider-Verse at all. But anything's possible. Anything is possible, Redcon. All right, what's next? Caden Stab says, I'll say it. No way home. 300 million opening weekend. Damn. All right. All right. Only one other film in, in history has ever done it. And we're in a pandemic. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. But hey, I love the enthusiasm. All right. What's next? Dante Sereccia says, Shang-Chi sequel announced with Destin Daniel Cretton. Woo. Love you three. Bring on the filthy. Yeah. And we will talk about that in more detail tomorrow. But again, I mean, we all knew a sequel was coming, but it is nice that it's official. All right. What's next? D-Bow the Black Panther sends in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. The lady in yellow is a goddess. Well, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. And, and by the way, that I just want to point out that that shirt that Ray is wearing is actually blue, not yellow. Um, so I'm just <laughs> just want to just want to clear up any. And confusion. I am a goddess. And <laughs> what is, character is that? That is a very nice uh, sweater, though. That's a nice shirt. I do like oh. You talking about you? You didn't know he was talking about you. I was like, what character is that? And who oh, plays? No. Her? He's talking about you. Thank you. It's avocado green. Thank you. I was about to say, but it's not really yellow, is it? It's, it's avocado. It's, it's an avocado. avocado. I like it. It matches your earrings. Yeah. Very nice. Avocado. All right, what's next? Thank you. Uh, Black Rice 19 says, Endgame opening weekend feels like Wilt's 100-point game. It's not getting broken anytime soon. No Way Home opens less than $200 million. I'm with Kim. Uh, but Kim saying it's over $250 million and you're saying it's, no, no, you're with me. 
Oh. You're with me. So I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it can get close to 200. I think it can get close to 200, but I, I'll, I'll take around the 200, maybe even a little bit south of that. We'll see. Apparently, there's a bet coming. All right, what's next? Skinny Guru says, it would definitely be Endgame. We have three different generations of Spider-Man. That's close, if not longer, than the build-up to Endgame. That's a good point. That's a good point. All those, all those Spider-Mans from the past. Yep. Yeah, but it, it's it's also Spider-Mans that a lot of the odds hasn't even seen those Spider-Mans, and this has been one continue like Endgame was one continuous twenty plus movies for ten plus years connected to each other with fifteen plus A list Hollywood stars all in one continuous story. But like, it's not coming close to Endgame. I mean, I think most people will agree with that, that it's not going to come close to Endgame. Like, Endgame is like even 100 million over the second place movie, which is Infinity War. I, it's just, it's not, it's not happening. Now, here's the thing, too. You're not wrong in that we got several generations of the Spider-Man character, but I think everybody who's a fan of Spider-Man is watching these Spider-Man movies anyway. So I don't know. We'll find out. We it might be a huge shocker. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right, what's next? Merle Jehovah says, holy blue pill. <laughs> I wasn't going to see Matrix 4 in the theater, but after the latest trailer, I now have to see all the glorious action scenes on the biggest AMC Dolby screen available. Keep up the great work, guys, and bring on the filthy. I'll, I'll tell you what. As somebody who is not excited for the movies, for this movie, those trailers are awesome. They are awesome. There's no taking away from it. And, and if this movie can get close to delivering on the promise of the trailers, it could be very, very special. So let's wait and see. All right, what's next? Daniel Lyons says, apologies, part two. Even without Toby and Andrew, the movie will be great. I want to know the stories and explanation of the villains and how the movie will show each villain with how they interact. Listen, there's a lot of cool possibilities in this. A lot of, there lot are, of by possibilities. By the way, I, I don't remember if we mentioned, but, but, but Marley Jehovah wrote, uh, sending like $20 of a super Thank chat. Thank you, Marley. Thank you for that so much, Marley. Appreciate that very much. Um, and as far as Daniel, yeah, the the possibilities of the cool things you could do, like what is, first of all, what is Electro's reaction just to popping up in a completely new universe, right? And then confronting other supervillains and then seeing an iteration of Spider-Man, if not three of them. I mean, it's there's a lot of possibilities there, man. You're absolutely right. All right, what's next? Sam Malaby. Yes, says, I was shook with the No Way Home prediction. It seems too huge for a movie during a pandemic. It does. It does. That's why I was so... See, I wasn't shocked about the 150 to 185 projection that Box Office Pro put out last week. That seemed like it was feasible. That seemed very reasonable. 190 to 250 in the current era does seem like a stretch. But I do think, like, as new information becomes available, we change what our thoughts are. But I now think 200 million may not be unrealistic. 200 million may not be realistic. I don't see 250, but man, it would be awesome if it did. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a weird way for me to gauge things since I'm not really into the box office numbers or whatever. But the reason why I don't think it's going to make as much as Endgame is because I, I, you know me, I watch a lot of YouTube reactions to trailers. Yes, right? you do. And I remember them. Infinity War and Endgame. Just Endgame itself, a whole channel... Um, was open just for the reactions from China and all like, right. like, right. 
and I just don't see as much reactions to these trailers as I did with those two movies. That's and that's a weird way to gauge things because you never know. It's like it's the like worst, a good one though. But I I do notice there's lo a lot less people reacting to the trailers than there were for those movies. I think that's actually a really interesting, interesting thing to point out. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, what's next? Miss Marvel says, "I wish you success in all your endeavors. Happy belated birthday, Kim." Uh, that's right. Friday was, of course, Kim's birthday, and happy belated to her, of course. What's Appreciate next? That. Andrew Shum says, "Did you see the TV spot they just released with Willem Dafoe's face reveal as Green Goblin? Oh. He looks good. The de aging looks pretty seamless." Yeah. So you guys remember last week the thing came up where okay, now we've had two trailers and character posters, and they're still not showing Willem Dafoe's face. Now I said on that show, look, I believe it's Willem Dafoe. It is. Willem Dafoe but I don't think it's crazy to think maybe it couldn't be maybe they're gonna they're, they're gonna have the voice and everything and then the helmet's gonna come off and somebody else entirely well at Brazil's comic-con they had a villains panel <laughs> and Willem Dafoe was on it and then then new spot came out where you actually see Willem Dafoe's face so that whole question has been put to bed all right what's next powers power says oh snap John got a sponsor today Raycon and tomorrow Zevia. Well, Raycon's actually been, I mean, great. They've been a sponsor of the show for a little bit now. And yeah, we're super grateful to Raycon for, for being here and a part of this. Uh, but those cheap sons of bitches at Zevia, man. Zevia, sponsor <laughs> me, you stubborn, insufferable, cheap, cheap sons of bitches. Nobody <laughs> on this planet has raised awareness. I didn't know about that. No. Nobody oh, did. You drink it. Nobody has ever heard of Zevia until Campia came along. <laughs> yeah. Campia made it happen. That's why you're a household name. Oh, wow. Wow. You household cheap. name, huh? Hold on. <laughs> what about Ravia? Ravia? What's Ravia? I, just, I, I have I have earbuds, Raycons. Oh, Raycon. I'm going to come oh, out with a Ravia. drink, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you are the chef Ravia. of... Ravia. Ravia. the chef of... Pleasure. <laughs> chef of pleasure. I need some background music when I say that. What's that? What's that company that that makes your meals for you, then delivers in a? Is it Blue Apron? Blue Apron. That's right. Or Blue Hello Apron. Fresh. Blue Apron should have a brand new mo mascot. It's Ray, Chef of Pleasures. <laughs> the box is velvet. Blue Apron. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> your sexual dishes. <laughs> it's just like every dish is like strawberries with hot fudge <laughs> and like some sort of spread. <laughs> I can't. Edible oils. Everything. <laughs> Edible. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to save some marriages <laughs> <laughs> or create some affairs. Whatever. <laughs> Chef Pleasures don't care as long as y'all making love. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay, All right, well, so where were we at on the, what's next? <laughs> what's, <laughs> All right, Sam Fisher says, where can I get that box? No, Sam Fisher says, so obvious news is obvious, but Destin Daniel Creighton just announced he is returning for Shang-Chi sequel oh. and announced a Disney Plus spinoff series. Yes, and again, absolutely, and it's all, I, I'm very excited about it. We will talk about it more in depth tomorrow on the John Campion Show. <laughs> All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson says, I need to see Campia versus Holland breakdance battle. Oh, my God. The breakdance. Get it. Get I'll it. tell you get what. Get it. Get it. Campia get it. in his prime. Oh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. oh, man. The legend. Oh, shoot. 
when I used to break out my all blue with white trim Adidas windbreaker outfit. Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Yeah. And uh, we would throw down. We put on some cool mode. Oh. Oh my God. Put on some cool. Man, these are so specific. It happened. It happened now. I believe it now. Kumo D, you don't bring up Kumo D for nothing. <laughs> Throw down that cardboard. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll be spinning. Oh, my goodness. I was popping and locking and, oh, campiness day. But campy, even in this day, was not as good as Tom Holland. Tom Holland's so good. I mean, I, I, I was good for a Hamilton breakdancer. But Tom Holland is legit. He is. Tom Holland is like real dancer. I was not a real dancer. Like Tom Holland was is totally legit. All right, what's next? Diego Ramirez says, freeze. Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> yeah, they get that a lot at the LA Laker games. All right, what's next? Oh, yeah, they have nothing to clap about. Right now. Oh, my gosh. J.R. Wheeler sends in a $199.99 super com- chat. My computer just turned off. When- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, Zevia, if, if J.R. Wheeler... <laughs> if J.R. Wheeler... Can deliver. Why can't your cheap ass? No, seriously, Jr. Thank you so thank much, you. man. Thank you. Thank supporting you. On that level, what You're does awesome. Jr. have to say? Jr. says Tom Holland looks like he is following the Hugh Jackman playbook in role selections. Smart move, as this will keep him relevant in various genres for decades. Listen, it's it is really important that you choose the right kinds of roles because, oh yeah. like, again. Even though, like, I was not a fan of Cherry, I was not a, a fan of uh, even whatever the name of that movie yeah. is, Walking Chaos, Chaos Walking, uh, Chaos Face, whatever yeah. it's called. Chaos. I, the thing is, he's making the right kinds of choices for like, and he's diversifying. Yes. He he's never going to just be known as one kind of actor, and he's really making some very very smart decisions on that. So you're absolutely right. And again, Jr., uh, uh, thank you so much. Our channel is able to exist because. You know, you folks watch the show and support the show. And, and thank you for supporting us on that level, JR. And uh, me and the whole community, yeah. thank you. Also, John, I never yes. do reviews on Super Chat comments, but that one is a 10 out of 10. Great. <laughs> <laughs> pleasures. No other reason. No other. It's just a 10 out of 10. That's it. Thank awesome. you again for that, Jarrah. Very, very much, man. All right, what's next? Sidious Swift says, Tom Holland to play Pisces in biopic of the Zodiac crew. $500 million budget directed by Ridley Scott. Streaming on Apple Plus only. For those who, who do not know, yes. So me and the fellow members of my crew, we all donned different Zodiac sign names. And uh, I was Pisces. <laughs> I was Pisces. There you go. It's I'm fitting. impressed that Sidious remembered that. All right, what's next? Calvin Patel says Amazon is also making a Fred Astaire and Ginger yes, Rogers as movie. Kim pointed out called Fred and Ginger, starring Jamie Bell and Margaret Margaret Qualley. As as Kim already pointed out, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's always neat when these competing movies of the same topic comes out. Like whether it's what was the there was Volcano and what was the name of the. The other one that oh, came out. Yeah. The- oh, yeah. I remember that. It was Volcano with. Didn't that have. Uh, and Pierce Brosnan and. Yes, Pierce uh, Brosnan was in it. And it was uh, called. It's the, the name girl of the. From Terminator. Um, uh, Dante's Peak. Quirky, Dante's Joe, Peak. Quirky Joe was the first one in the live chat to come up with it. Uh, Dante's Peak, as did K Major and Walter. Yeah. So you had that. You had Armageddon and. Um, um, Space Cowboys? No, the. the, the, the Little. The, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The Little one with Spider-Man. the comments. The one with, with um, Morgan Freeman is the president. Yeah. Morgan Freeman is the president. And I love that, that movie. 
Uh, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. So it's kind of cool when you get these two movies of the similar topics coming out, kind of competing, seeing which one is better. So that's going to be interesting. All right. What's next? Official Friend Zone says, I think we will see a ton of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2. I mean, the possibilities are endless. 1995 Spider-Man animated Andrew or Toby Miles in the MCU. Again, I... With all the stuff going on with multiverse stuff, I still right now believe, and and listen, I'm not going to be shocked if I find out they're doing something different, but right now, I really believe Sony is isolating that animated world. I think that is going to be its own thing. You never know. All the possibilities are there, man. They're all there. All right, what's next? Owen Swanson says, has he talked about the leaked soundtrack? Uh, Yeah, we did. We're not going to go into details, obviously, but uh, we did. And by the way, we don't even, right now, I don't even know if those are legit. I don't even know if it's real. I don't want to know. Yeah, so I mean, know. it's not to see. All right, what's next? But uh, by the way, I will say this. If you are somebody who has come across those leaks, it's not telling us anything we don't already know. Can can we stop pretending surprises of finding out X when we've all known for a year that X is happening? Look, four months ago, when the Andrew Garfield video, video, of Andrew Garfield came out on set in his Spider-Man costume. Now, granted, some people like me thought it was fake. I th- And it was debunked, but then it instantly, the debunking got debunked instantly. And the, the video was legit. And it's like, okay, we've all, know, like, it's, it's, we've all, we all know. Everybody knows. There's nothing left to surprise. Everybody knows. All right, what's next? Official Friend Zone says they had a nine-minute No Way Home Villains panel debut online with the Spider-Verse trailer, seeing Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx together was great. Yeah, and that put an end to the whole question about Willem Dafoe. Like, I put that whole thing to bed, but it was pretty cool to see. And I have got to get down. I think it's called CCXP. I think that's the name of the Brazilian Comic-Con. That has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. I was going to say huge stuff, bro. I have got to get down to that. I think, you know what? I think next year, maybe the whole John Campus show crew goes to Brazil. I think we go to Brazil. Ray's shaking his head. No, no. I'm, I'm sorry, but one of my favorite boxers of all time was murdered in his house in Brazil. Oh, <laughs> so my God. Well, you know, people oh got murdered in the United States. I know. I know. I no, 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 no. But you know what? Look. Brazil looks like a beautiful country. I'm down. And yeah. the food and the dancing. It's the home of Hoist Gracie and, and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And the food. Yeah. And the food and the culture. And the women. <laughs> and the women. <laughs> Chef Pleasure. Chef Pleasure. I'm coming. Get ready, Brazil. I'm about Chef. to cook you some dinners. <laughs> some long, huge dinners. Oh, my God. Who's ready to eat? <laughs> women oh of Brazil. God. Let's go. This flipped so what, what about quickly. CCXP? CCXP. Big oh yeah, that's just a side, big a side, Comic-Con. a side thing I'll do on the big side. Comic-Con. But there's All a right. main mission for me there. <laughs> What's next? I'm the worst. I'll be banned from YouTube. <laughs> I literally cannot. Julio Show says, John, as a Marvel diehard fan, I feel so bad that I hated Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I know all film is subjective. I do love Miles, just not the film. Hey, listen, that's the thing. All film is subjective. Listen, I have people tell me all the time, you know, I watched the original Star Wars movies. I didn't like them. I had literally had someone just two weeks ago say, you know, I finally got around to watching The Godfather. It's kind of (laughs) overhyped. 
Hey, you I mean, know. there people say watch Endgame. It's not very good. Like this, that's the beautiful thing about film. It's, it's all subjective. Each one of us has our own unique experience with every piece of art we come across. And your experience is going to be different than mine. And if that one didn't work for you, it didn't work for you. And that's the beautiful thing about movies, man. So don't you worry about that. All right, what's next? Chips Bewick says, John, super dope crew. Talk about how you felt after watching Miles's Uncle Ben moment. It rocked me in the theater. I almost cried. Which one was Miles's Uncle Ben moment? Oh, with his uncle. Oh, that's right. Hey. With Prowler. Hey. Oh, that was great. First of all, I, I, I got to say, I did not. I know a lot of other people did. And I'm usually really quick on picking up. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be this. Like, I'm usually really good and quick in that. The revelation of Miles's uncle as Prowler, that actually caught me by surprise. I was My mind was totally going in a different direction. And first of all, just when he first shows up at his uncle's house and comes through the window and they just have that, mm. like he's trying to teach him how to be smooth, like mm. how to say, hey, right? Yeah, Even just trying to teach. I love that relationship. That was yeah. so great. And then to find out his uncle was Prowler and then the death of Prowler. I mean, it just one of the reasons why it was my third favorite movie of the year. Absolutely love Real that. Real consequences there. Oh, yeah. All right, what's next? Ross Pitt, Shark Hunter says, gotta make a bet with Kim for those predictions. I mean, I I, I really think you're in trouble, Kim. She ain't afraid. Oh! oh. Big talk! <laughs> Big talk! <laughs> Big talk! Lots of talking. All right, what last one here today? What's this last one? Oh, this comes from Joshua Mickle. The villains special panel of Defoe, Alf, Alfred and Fox sitting together answering questions for 10 minutes was awesome to see them talk together. And just so you guys know, that is available on YouTube. You can jump on YouTube, look that up. It, it's all out there. It looks great. Um, and, uh, you know, then we just wait a few more days till the third trailer comes, which I still think is happening. I, I'm not willing to put money on it, but I think it's going to happen. That I think trio is awesome right there. Just them three oh, right there. Oh, yes. On a panel. Wow. Because even that alone is mixing Spider-Man universes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's mixing the Toby and That's the Andrew I'm so happy universe. just to see all these villains. I don't need anything else. You know what I'm interested in, though? Why not have Thomas Hayden Church up there with that? Why oh, not yeah. have Reese fans huh. up there? That might be the question right there, the Thomas Hayden Church huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might not even be human form. Yeah, we might not movie. even see him in the movie. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, he's listed in the IMDb. That, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But that, that there's going to be some cool sand effects. We're going to get oh, at yeah. least at least a couple of sand effects that are going to be mind blowing. You bit. raise a great point that not only do we get to revisit these characters, we're going to see these characters now done with updated visual effects technology. Mm, right. yeah. Like I think Doc Ock is now going to look better than he's ever looked before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the thing with it is these characters, they all have one goal. These villains is kill Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Doc Ock is the only one that actually has a conscience and cares. Oh, that's not my Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah but yeah. all the rest have this goal. So as in backstory wise, like, you know how I want a backstory to all of them, but there might not be enough time. Yeah. yeah. We all have to understand. They just have one goal and that's to kill Spider-Man. But even like even Doc Ock, his ending in Spider-Man 2, he dies a hero. Like, remember, he dies a hero at the end of Spider-Man 2. That's why I totally believe in this one. He's actually going to end up fighting alongside mm. of Spider-Man. But yeah, we'll see. 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. 10 days from now. Oh, it's going to be a good day. You know why we got to get that merch going? Because we should have got a, done an advent 
little advent shirt. Oh, an advent calendar. For uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> like because of the days. holidays, the date's perfect. We, we totally, totally cheap, done we it. Totally cheap ash, uh, cheap acid. I would buy buy like a hundred Fruit of the Loom plain white t-shirts and I'd literally just take a marker and make a calendar and just stick little M&Ms on it with tape and mail it to you. And every day you pluck one of the M&Ms on tape. <laughs> M&Ms all broken. Smeared on the shirt and melted in the heat of the of the truck. New USPS special. <laughs> Step on your package. <laughs> All right, guys, listen. I'm sorry. This, oh my God, is, that's hilarious. this is normally the part of the show now. Uh, thank you for everybody sending your comments. This is normally the part of the show now where we switch gears and go over and start taking your questions because you guys have fired in. A, you guys have fired in a lot of questions over the weekend. However, it's. We're already been about two and a half hours today. So I think, unfortunately, we're not going to get to any of the questions that were sent in today. Again, we went real long. We had like seven topics to talk <laughs> about here today. Yeah. A lot of people want to write in in the live chat uh, talking about the Spider-Man situation and Charlie Cox. So what I'm going to do, we're going to do a big companion video a little bit later. I know we just had one last night, but we're going to do another big companion video today. We're going to get to all those questions that you guys had sent in. So uh, check in for that. A little bit later today and I, I will promise you we will make sure we get to the questions part of the show tomorrow today was just a lot came up and of course tomorrow now we got to talk about shang chi got to talk about that tomorrow that and a whole bunch more anyway guys thank you so much for being here today and making this show a part of your day big special thank you to all you guys who sent in those comments number one because you gave us great fun things to talk about number two you supported this channel as you did it and all of us involved with the john campus show thank you guys so very much for your support i want to thank of course kim kim who's going to lose that 250 million dollar opening bet to me can't wait to see what we come up with to put at stake here where oh, can yeah. people follow you online yeah you guys can find me on instagram at was good kimberly please and be of, good to one another and of course blue aprons new spokesperson ray ray where people follow brazil. you show people that brazil all of you add me Oh Ray God. Aura with a zero. I'm and, coming for you. By the way, what's that shirt you're wearing? I can't remember. Oh, it's, it's a Dragon Ball Z Go Tanks right here. Oh, that's what it was. I only yeah. saw the top of it from where I was singing. It yeah, looks pretty cool. I like know. that. <laughs> and of course, guys, you can follow me on Twitter. I do a lot of announcements and keep you guys up to date with stuff on Twitter. Just follow me at Twitter or on Instagram, simply at John Campia. That'll do it for us for now, guys. Thank you so much for being here. My name is John Campia. And until tomorrow, my friends, or the companion video later, Bye-bye.